Hey friends, happy Magical Monday. I'm Courtney. And I'm TJ. And this is another episode of the Wish Upon a Sparks podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, we're so excited. We're talking about a really fun movie today. Yes, we are talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. I just realized that I always say that every movie we're going to talk about is really fun. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're not fun. Sometimes they're not. It's fun. <laughs> they're always fun. They're just not always the best. Good fun. Yeah. Sometimes they're bad fun. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay. But we have two special guests with us today. Um, yes. Misty and Colin, would you like to say hello and introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Misty. Hi, Misty. Hi. <laughs> I'm Colin. Hi. So glad you guys are here. Glad to be here. here. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. We're super happy you guys are here. Um, I was so excited when I thought you guys loved this movie. Oh, yeah. Night Before Christmas. I think as a kid, it was definitely a staple in my life. With my older sister, we'd always watch it. Yeah. Always have, like, the mugs with Jack Skeleton on the nice <laughs> hill. Yeah. Iconic. I remember we were watching it last night. Like, every time when he's singing the song at the opening, he's, like, walking up that hill. Mm-hmm. It's, like, so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Colin, this is your first time watching it, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I watched it when I was a kid a long, long time ago, and yeah. I just don't remember. Don't remember so any of it. Yeah. Rewatching it was definitely an experience and something that I had not expected from the movie. Isn't it kind of strange? Yeah. It was way different than I remember it being yeah. at all. I had a vague picture, but it was not at all what I was seeing. Yeah. Um, it was. It's definitely one of those movies that, like, it's... It lives up to its name. Like it's true. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, keep it tradition. We're gonna do what we always do with our with our special guests. We're gonna ask you guys a fun fact about yourself. Uh, Misty, I want to go with you first because I'm mean and cruel. I'm just oh, kidding. I love it. Because <laughs> I know Colin would just go. But uh, fun fact about yourself. It's a little buffer. He has a moment to think. He does. I my fun fact about myself is kind of like a weird fact. I was bitten by a spider when I was like 13 on my knee. And I actually had such a bad staff infection that they had to have emergency surgery. And I have 90% of my tissue in my left knee taken out. No <gasps> way. Yes. That so, is a fact. Yes, that is a fact. A hard, <laughs> truthful fact that I had faced for a long time. Dang, does it give you any trouble now? Oh, yeah. I, I For most of, like, solid five years after. Now it's not as bad. Yeah. But, like, the weather, big factor. Oh, and you're in Florida factor. now. Oh, yeah. Florida hates me. Yeah, it really does. Is it the cold or, like, the rain mess with you more? It's more the rain. Like, a lot yeah. of pressure in the air, and especially here in Florida. Oh, Every yeah. day, 4 o'clock rolls around. Every day, that rain. Dang. I did not know that about you. That's cool. Yeah. It's, well, it's not cool. It's not it's cool. Not, it's fun, you know. Yeah, it's a fun Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, Colin. Fun fact about you. You're, you're a pretty interesting guy, so this should be... Yeah, uh, well, this is a hard one because I had never really thought about it, but something that I just came to mind was I actually collect shot glasses. And not oh, many, pe- not many people know, um, and I didn't start collecting anything. I, uh, one of my good friends bought me this shot glass years ago, and it said prescription liquor on it, and it's like a, like a cough syrup bottle. And it says, like, you know, hallucinogen or unbalanced and stuff like that. So I kept that, and then I started buying them when I was going to new places and go out, so... Shot glasses. Yeah. That's cool. He does have way too many at the house. I bet he does. I can wait <laughs> an entire shelf, an entire shelf. That's awesome. So, do you uh, you have a favorite one? Do you have one that you're just like this one's like the, the crown prescription jewel. liquor one? It's yeah, the one like, that started it all. Yeah, that's original. like the crown. Jewel. I mean, so many so many long nights with that shot glass. I can't believe it's still here and not broken. I that's mean, funny. A legend. I love it. <laughs> She's gonna make it through. Oh yeah, Courtney. Are you gonna give a fun fact this time or no? Um. Okay, I feel like I have two fun facts, and they're kind of similar. All right, let's go. Okay, I can burp the alphabet. She can. Also, I can say the alphabet backwards. 
alphabet master. She is an alphabet master. Do you want to say the alphabet backwards now? I need to hear a lot it. of pressure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, okay I think here I we go. It. Ready? Z Y X W V U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. That was a lot. Yeah, that was very <laughs> impressive. Now I want to hear the burps. Oh, <laughs> please don't. I need some more carbonated drinks. Yeah. That's she, impressive. She needs some more liquid. Yeah, I was impressed the first time. I can that barely I say it forward without that. <laughs> okay, so. so while we're talking about this, we're, we're going to get to this movie, we promise. But it's so funny to me when, uh, like, you see the movies and police officers are like, you know, pull somebody over, think you're drunk driving. I see the alphabet backwards. Like, dude, I like stone cold sober. I cannot say the alphabet backwards. No way. Like, I could be, it could be 9 a.m. I could have like three cups of coffee, not a drop of liquor in my system for days, and literally say it, say the alphabet backwards. I'm like, no. I could never. I think if you put me in a spot, like, just say the alphabet. I'd be like, A, uh... <laughs> uh that's all I got. Elemento? Is that a letter? I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, man. Um, since everybody did a fun fact, I'll do a fun fact. Um, I'll do this as a fun fact. It's not really a fun fact, but it kind of is, because that, that way people know our connection, too. Fun fact, I used to be Misty and Colin's boss. I was Misty's boss for about four weeks when she was in training, and then I was Colin's boss for two over two years. It's true. Insane. With Maple Street. Yeah, best boss I ever had, hundred percent. Good boss for four weeks. Good boss for four four weeks. I try my (laughs) best. I try, try. But yeah, fun fact. Nice. Yeah. Well, I suppose I should kick us off with a plot summary. I suppose you shall. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Everybody ready? Oh yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. You in the car listening? Are you ready? I'm just kidding. I can hear you. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Halloween Town is a fantasy world populated by various monsters and beings associated with the holiday. Jack Skellington, respected by the citizens as the Pumpkin King, leads them in organizing the annual Halloween celebrations. However, this year, Jack has grown tired of the same annual routine and wants something new. Wandering in the woods, the next morning he encounters six trees containing doors leading to other holiday-themed worlds and stumbles into the one leading to Christmastown. Awed by the unfamiliar holiday, Jack returns home to show his friends and neighbors his findings, but unaware of the idea of Christmas, they compare everything to their ideas of Halloween. However, they do relate to one Christmas town character, its ruler Santa Claus, or Sandy Claus, as Jack mistakenly <laughs> calls him. Um, Jack sequesters himself in his house to study Christmas further and find a way to rationally explain it. After studying and experimentation accomplish nothing, Jack ultimately decides that Christmas should be improved rather than understood and announces that Halloween Town will take over Christmas this year. Jack assigns the residents many Christmas-themed jobs, including singing carols, making presents, and building a sleigh pulled by skeletal reindeer. Sandy, who is a feminine creation of a local mad scientist, Dr. Finkelstein, um, experience, she experiences a vision detailing that her efforts will end disasterly. Jack, whom she secretly loves, dismisses this and assigns her the task of making him a Santa Claus suit. He also tasks mischievous trick-or-treating trio lock, shock, and barrel to abduct... <laughs> that was a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To abduct Santa and bring him to Halloween Town. Jack tells Santa he will be handling Christmas in his place this year and orders the trio to keep Santa safe, but against his wishes, they deliver Santa to Jack's longtime rival, Oogie Boogie, a, a boogeyman with a passion for gambling who plots to play a game with Santa's life at stake. Sally attempts to rescue St- Santa to save both him and Jack from their potential fates, but she is captured as well. 
Yes. While this is all going on, Jack departs to deliver his presence in the real world, but they instead frighten the populace who contact the authorities and are instructed by them to lock down their homes and residences for protection. When word spreads about Jack's presumed wrongdoings, he's ultimately shot down by military forces, causing him to crash in a cemetery. While all the Halloween town sadly believe him to be dead, Jack actually survived. As he bemoans the disaster he has caused, he finds he enjoyed the experience nonetheless, reigniting his love of Halloween, but soon realizes he must act fast fast to fix this mess. Uh, Jack returns home and infiltrates Oogie's lair, rescuing Santa and Sally before confronting Oogie and defeating him by unraveling a thread holding his cloth uh, form together, causing all the bugs inside him to spill out and reduce him to nothing. Jack apologizes to Santa for his actions, to which he, despite being furious at Jack for the trouble he caused and not heeding Sally's forewarnings, assures him that he can still save Christmas. As Santa replaces Jack's presents with genuine ones, all of Halloween Town celebrates Jack's survival in return. Santa then shows Jack that there are no hard feelings between them by bringing a snowfall to the town, which fulfills Jack's original dream in a way and causes the residents to finally realize the true meaning of Christmas. Afterwards, Jack and Sally declare their love for each other on the hill. So sweet. So sweet. So fun. So, what is everyone's initial thoughts? Courtney, we will go with you first. Mm. I do know. I think this is a cute movie. I like it a lot. It's probably one of my favorite, like, it's like a good fall movie, but also like kind of a good Christmas movie. Yeah, it works both And I like the mix, like how it mixes them together. And I just, I like it a lot. Agreed. 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. Misty, what about you? I think, honestly, going off Courtney, that is a good thing about Night Before Christmas. It's more of, it's like a Halloween and a Christmas movie. That's Mm -hmm. a big debate with this, like, this movie, like, specifically Tim Burton, like, created is more is it a christmas movie or is it a halloween movie yeah Yeah. and i feel like that's like kind of a bigger debate but i love this movie i think it kind of takes a great style of kind of like the original like you have like the gothic sense it's kind of like evil but it's not like you have like the fun side like it's a kid's movie you have the fun side of it everything's kind of like gory looking like you have these monsters and like deformed faces but like you don't feel scared you kind of like like, little like, like a little scary but like the kids like you think that aspect of, like is fun like all the conversations are fun what they're doing yeah. the animation I think is what like really draws it out for me very original timber yeah yes. so different mm-hmm. so different I totally agree Colin what about you because it was kind of it, it, it was kind of like you watching it for the first time I know you saw it when you were younger so you probably have a really cool perspective yeah well I had no idea that it wasn't so in depth with Christmas and I had no idea about like how he went into the world and he opened the door yeah and went on the stuff and. Like I said, it was kind of like the first time I'd ever seen it. So um, the characters were interesting and the perspective of Halloween, like she said, was a kid's movie, which is not like your normal scary Halloween movie. It was more like a family setting, but still had that Halloween vibe. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Courtney just bumped her nose on her microphone. (laughs) Maybe. My initial thoughts, I agree with all of you. Like Colin said, I agree with everybody. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. I think it's original. It's um, it's quirky. It's weird. It's beautiful. It's it's animated perfectly. Mm -hmm. It's got Tim Burton's flair. Reminded me a lot of the original Batman movies. Not the original, but like the Batman movies from the 80s and 90s that he made with with, uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, Just super weird and dark. um, Funny. 
and quirky and like you know if you watch this movie two mm-hmm. months from now and be like it's a Christmas movie yeah. um, it definitely put us in the fall movie last night like watching it I like felt like I'm like yeah it's October like this feels right, right. Like, like you're ready right. yeah it was super good um, it's one of those movies it's just really hard not to like it it's just so enjoyable mm-hmm. um, I think there's also so many like deeper depths to the movie like even as an adult like rewatching as an adult you kind of get like the deeper meanings even like the visuals of it there's mm. one yeah. thing I do love about Tim Burton's style he took a lot of like he took a lot of thought of like the 1800s like gothic style like Germany mm. and like you get that in the Halloween town sense of like everything is kind of like Nothing's really even. All the shapes are odd. Everyone looks odd. But once he goes to, like, Christmas Town, it's very normal. It's very shaped. Round American and warm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's more of that traditional that you're like, oh, this is normal. And it kind of a great, like, parallel of between the two worlds. And even as a kid, it, even as a kid, you're kind of recognizing. They're like, oh, like, these are, like, it's definitely different. So you're kind of as a yeah. kid, like, asking the same question that Jack is. What is Christmas? Like, why yeah. is it so different than Halloween? Yeah. So I think that's, like, a fun aspect. That's a really cool perspective. I actually like mm-hmm. that a lot. Um, anybody else notice anything like, because I know we probably all watch this as kids. What's something that you notice and watch this as an adult, Courtney? It's a question we don't normally ask, but I think it's like worth asking for this movie. Um, I don't know. Something I noticed this time that we watched it that I don't think I've ever noticed before. Maybe I just really wasn't paying that close attention. I don't know. But I always thought that like Halloween Town, like, they did Halloween like just in their town and celebrated Halloween just in their town. Mm-hmm. Oh. And in Christmas town, they just like celebrate Christmas in their town. But no, they have their own respective towns and then they like go out into the, the like world. the actual like world like and like bring their holiday to the people. That's, and that's so, not, not something I've ever noticed before. That's a cool perspective. It's like Jack was in charge of Halloween. Yeah. That's why he's so celebrated because he's like making Halloween happen. Yeah. And even there's like uh, in the beginning, he, the mayor is like giving out an award for like someone who like drew the most blood on yeah. Halloween, which is right. just like hilarious. <laughs> um, and I was like, as a kid, I feel like I always like took that as like, oh, like why would Get he draw together. Yeah. blood from his own people like that's weird but then when we were watching it last night I was like oh wait they go out into the world because Jack goes out into the world to like give them Christmas so like they have to do that for Halloween too mm-hmm. so that's yeah really cool I um I think I've talked to people about this movie before and I didn't realize that that was their perspective but now that you say that like even when we were like in Maple Street when I worked there I talked to some of the kids and like they would have like weird perspectives I'm like that's not how the movie like is though. It's not what it's about. But I think you're right. I think that like when you watch it as a kid, it can almost seem like they're just having Halloween in their town. Mm-hmm. They're super happy about it. And they're just having Christmas in their town. But no, like their Halloween town, Easter town, all the towns are bringing that holiday to the world. Yeah. It almost reminds me of like the Grinch, like, because it's like Christmas all the time. I mean, I'm, it's not Christmas all the time, but it feels like Christmas all the time. In Christmas mm-hmm. town. Yeah. And same thing with yeah. Halloween town. It feels like Halloween all the time. And Jack, it's a kind of like a cool uh, callback to um, the Grinch when he takes zero with him. Oh, yeah. It's always the dog support. The yeah. emotional support. Yeah, yeah yes. I have dog support. support. <laughs> Everyone needs a dog. It's the same thing as Max. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I I do love, like, right when he was, like, trying to, like, lead the sleigh. And he's yeah. like, Zero, you have a nose. It's got a great parallel to Christmas. Yeah, really yeah. He was like, you know, he has, like, his lamp. like, oh, your nose, like, shines so bright. Yeah. You can, yeah. like, you know, lead the night. And it's like, you look at that parallel of, like, oh, like, Rudolph the Reindeer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Watched that growing up. That was like a very like specific yes. moment. Yeah. So I, I think it was a great parallel towards like Halloween and Christmas. Like yeah. that really like, yeah. brought it together. Yeah. And I feel like a lot throughout the movie, 
they they, they do a lot in different aspects. Like you yeah. kind of like see the similarities between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which obviously with Jack is trying to yeah. trying to figure out himself. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's a really good perspective. Colin, what's sort of like some maybe things you noticed? Um, obviously, it was like watching for the first time for you. What are some things you noticed that like maybe you were expecting a scene to come up and you remembered as a kid and it happened? You're like, wait a minute. Like, that's not how I like perceived it or realized it. Yeah. Well, um, the skeleton reindeer I thought were pretty cool. That was something that I never, that I definitely did not remember. At- any part of him taking the sleigh or taking the presents to anybody? I didn't really remember the skeleton reindeer either. I remember him doing the presents, but I didn't remember the skeleton reindeer either. I did not have any idea that the presents you dropped off were so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to say, I I'm was dead. so surprised about that too. With like the <laughs> head, the, like, just like the, the little head. head. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I thought was so funny. They had the little duck that was like chasing people around. Whoever got the duck was like their owner, just chasing them around with the teeth and everything. I was like, terrible. <laughs> a terrible gift. <laughs> terrible. That was great. Yeah. No, I think I think I told yeah, that was uh that scene made me actually laugh out loud. The kids are like so happy. Like they, they, cause it's so funny because they're like, this Santa looks kinda weird, but ooh, presents. And then they open the presents <laughs> and it's just like ah Chaos. Yeah, yeah chaos. absolute chaos. Yeah, that's good. Um all right, well we're gonna go into our questions now, even though we've kind of already started, but that question was on the list. Uh as always, favorite character. Um Courtney, I'm gonna go back to you first. Okay. Favorite character, let me see. Pull up the list. I have the list in front of me. I think that I normally I'm not like a main character gal, but I really love Jack. Yeah. And I really love Zero. And I really like Oogie Boogie. I think he's a great villain. He is. He's 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 like probably like my favorite other than Cruella. He's probably my favorite villain. That's a bold statement. Yeah. That is a bold statement. Uh, Colin, what about you? What is your, uh, who's your favorite character? I like the mayor with both faces. Uh, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that surprised me too. And his head turned, I was like, oh, it's the same guy, different, <laughs> different personality. Um, but yeah, I like the mayor a lot. And his, some of the uh, comments he made were pretty funny, I thought. Yeah. Throughout the movie. He's hilarious. He's one of those characters that I feel like, um, a lot of people wouldn't list him as their main character, but I'm glad that you list him because he really pushes the story forward. No, like definitely. He comes yeah. in at like integral times and you need him. Like, Oh he, yeah, the transition. Yeah, he's the transitioner. He's the one that announces who Jack is. Like he's the one that goes to Jack's house. Where's Jack? And then you find out, oh, he's over. He's walking mm-hmm. in the woods. Where's Jack? Oh, he's in Christmas town. He's the person constantly moving the story he's forward. Like, Jack is dead. <laughs> I think he's also like a great like narrative for like children. Like if you think of the mm-hmm. Chills movie, you need someone explaining what's happening. Yes. And 100%. I feel like he was like, that was what made him the main character. If like for adults, movie like you you can piece things together you know what's gonna happen but as a kid's movie yeah. like you they need to like bit like hear every single thing that's gonna happen next or the their attention yes. is just gonna go everywhere so i feel like yeah. the mayor definitely was a great bridge between everything totally agree. I agree missy who was your favorite character um my favorite character sally i think she is mm. disney like the disney princess that is never seen like a dead it. disney princess because she's yeah. so like even the beginning, like she literally had her arm torn off, and her and like the um, her scientist when I created her, you know, he's like, "Why do you always keep poisoning me?" And she's like, "Oh, I won't do it again." But she does every time because she wants to escape. Escape, and I love that. I love her. Like she never stops for her independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I think her love for Jack and for like the town itself yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And I will always, like I said, I'm not a main character person usually. Yeah. But I think she definitely represents well during the movie. Yeah. So very strong character, strong woman. 
She is strong. I like yes. her a lot too. I, I actually think that. my my main character, my favorite character, is Jack as well. But I think that Sally's right there with him. I like them together. I like their like dynamic together. Mm-hmm. I really love Zero too. Um, I kind of like Santa Claus though. I need a dog like Zero. You need a dog like Zero. You do have a dog. Uh, not like Zero. Not like Zero. It's true. No, I like um, I like Zero a lot. He was really cool. Uh, but I think if I had to name a main character, if I had to name a character I like the most, it would be Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here we go. This one's always harder than the first question. Least favorite character. Uh, we'll go Misty first. Oogie Boogie. Oh, really? Really? I had, a, I had a corn in the eye for that one. I I think he's a great character, but him and his bugs freak me out. I oh, forgot okay, about that scene. It's gross. And I am not... I grew up on a farm. I could do bugs, but like bugs on screen, like a bunch of them like that at once. As he was falling apart, like I didn't realize as first he was falling apart with it, what it was. And I saw the bugs yeah. falling. I just, uh, I, just, I just completely forgot that even happened. Yeah. So for me, I was just like, this Ugh. made him my least favorite automatically. That was pretty gross. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin, what about you? Least favorite character? Not Oogie Boogie. I did like him a lot, actually. <laughs> the part that I will say, though, when he got unraveled, I was not expecting that. <laughs> he just I dies. I was thinking it was like a normal death where like, he falls in whatever the pit was or something and he just disappears. But then he starts getting unraveled and turns into the bugs. And I was like, oh, surprise. Girl. Um, least favorite character, though, uh, probably be... It's a tough one. Uh, Dr. Finkelstein. Just because... Uh, he didn't care about the people, man. So annoying. He was annoying. Didn't take yeah. care of Sally. No, he didn't. Didn't have respect. He did not. I'll actually go. I'll go next. You, oh, you want to go? No, you can go. Okay. I'm just I'm just touching it out. Okay. I'm only going next because I agree with Colin. He was my least favorite. Like, I think I within like the first 15 minutes of the movie, I'm like, that's going to be my least favorite character tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He's just awful. And, like the way he treats Sally, he's so, so mean to her. Like Always. so mean, but then he kind of—you can tell—he kind of cares though, because like he's just like, if they would have made him any meaner than he was, it would have been like really abusive. Oh yeah, I think for a Disney film, I think they did it just as far as they could. I agree. For a, like for a ch- children's film, like I totally agree. He like obviously did not respect Sally, but no. her arm tore off. Okay, let me come fix you, but he doesn't gonna fix her in a good way, and so it's no. like. You still get no. that evil aspect, but still like the Disney aspect of you know it's not a horrible character. No. No, nah, he was my least favorite, though. Yeah, he kind of sucks. What about you, Courtney? Um, I agree. Dr. Finkelstein sucks. I also did not like the three kids, Locke, Shock, and Barrel. <laughs> I think, like, their characters were, like, cute and, like, served the purpose, but, like, zero out of ten as people. Yeah, as people, like, they had one assignment. Yeah. One <laughs> job, and they and failed at it. <laughs> yeah. No good. Yeah, they did not care. This is Santa Claus. Straight to Oogie Boogie. Literally, like how rude. (laughs) Jack was like, just kidnap him. They're like, I'll take him to your worst enemy. Yeah, they were funny though. They are funny. I did notice this. It was kind of cool that we were talking about characters. Like, and she like made a great observation when I said it. Like, yeah, obviously because he's the Pumpkin King and all that. But like, Oogie Boogie was like scared of Jack. He was. Like when Jack showed up, he was like, he was like, oh, genuinely like, oh, surprise. Like, oh, very, she, yeah. You, it almost shows you like, like as funny and quirky as Jack's been, like he, he runs that place. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. Jack's like, I think he's it kind of shows yeah. why he's the Halloween. I think that last bit really shows why he's the Halloween. Like he's, he's the pumpkin, pumpkin king. king. Like, yeah. He, yeah. He's the king of Halloween for exactly a reason. Exactly what she said. Yeah. He's, he's like, cause he's the pumpkin king. Yeah. Yeah. Like he showed up and Oogie Boogie was like, I'm 
Like he, he tried to fight him still, but like when Jack this, like landed, yeah. he was like, he's like, you right, okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Skirt. Um, any other like thoughts on characters for moving to the next set of questions? Like any like, what are some other like characters maybe you guys thought were great that like moved the plot forward or you didn't like? I'm I like the little trio band that always plays. Oh yeah, I like the oh, band. Yeah. <laughs> it was really <laughs> funny. They were like playing and then they just like watch Sally like jump out of the window and they're just like, oh, and they just okay, start playing. Yeah. Let's keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have. I always thought. Okay, so rewatching the movie, I noticed in the very beginning of the movie, there's that black cat. Uh, at the very, if you notice the very beginning of the movie, if you watch it at the very beginning, there's a black cat right yeah. in front of the main house. Okay. And it looks like the exact same cat that they, that Tim Burton designed for um, Car- uh, Caroline. <gasps> and it's actually an interest. And I actually was, I wanted to look into that. I'm not sure if that's a cool connection, but you don't see the cat anywhere else in the movie, but the first like 10 cool second connection. frame, it's the exact same black cat of Caroline. And it's the exact same design. I don't know why. I think, I think that's an interesting, like, just kind of like an interesting thing I know. Because I was like, that that's a really big character mm-hmm. in his other film. Yeah, yeah. that's so, a great movie, too. Oh, phenomenal. I wish it was a Disney movie. Me, too. It's so good. Um, What about you guys? Any other characters you guys noticed that you, like, really liked a lot? Or didn't like a lot? Um, I don't know. The mayor's kind of a crybaby. He is. <laughs> He's very dramatic. <laughs> He cannot do anything. You're supposed to be the the mayor of like the scariest town. Like it's Halloween. Halloween's supposed to be like the scariest, like biggest, baddest holiday. Like yeah, and you're just a crybaby. Yeah, I think it's like the. I think it's funny too because like his two faces were not even like an angry face. It was a happy and sad face. Yeah, and so you're like that's not very Halloween. No, not at all. And like the same like the the day of the Halloween, he was freaking out that Jack wasn't there. He's like, it's only been 365 days until the next Halloween. Yeah, and you just gotta think I was a mayor. Or like, do you not can you not get your life together for a second? Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, he's he's pretty uh he's one of those characters that's just like he's so like, animated and he's just so over the top of everything that he does. And like when you watch him on screen, you're just like, this dude needs to get it together. It kind of makes you like laugh a little bit though, Adam. Oh yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. He's really funny. <laughs> I, I like like Colin. I like him a lot. He's really funny. Yeah. Um, I also like there's just like um, the vampires are always funny, and then um, there's just like werewolf rat that's like always in that. He's like in that every scene. Oh, just like right there in the corner. Like every, was, every like little, scene. He's like a jump scare. Yeah, he is. He's so creepy. <laughs> he's so creepy. So creepy looking. Um, I was gonna say I love the opening sequence with everybody like talking and like singing like. Um, in this town of Halloween, they're like got all the scene. Like you meet all these creatures. Some of the creatures at the very beginning are just so terrifying, mm-hmm. so scary, like super creepy. Um, all right, cool. We'll go to the next set of questions. Favorite scene, Courtney. Oh, okay. Favorite scene. I don't know. I just like the whole movie. That's funny. <laughs> Um, I think my absolute favorite scene, though, is when um, Jack is, like, singing that song and, like, the moon's behind him and he's like, starts walking down the yeah. the little thing and it starts, like, extending mm-hmm. out, like, as he's walking. I don't know. It just is very iconic, very memorable, very, I don't know, 12 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. That's a really good scene. It is also, like, the main selling point for any night before Christmas, like, merchandise. Yeah. Like, it's that scene right yes. there. Yes. With the yeah. moon, with the early mm-hmm. mountain. So, it's yeah. definitely, like, an iconic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Colin, what about you? What do you think your favorite scene in the whole movie is? Uh, definitely the scene where um, 
Sally is giving the doctor. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, his, like, I. What is it? Yes. What was the, the leaves or the? Um, it's like. Uh, I know you're talking. Oh, the deadly nightshade. He's giving oh, the deadly yes. nightshade. So yeah. And he, he comes, um, you know, he keeps sleeping off of it. And then the one time she brings it in, she put like fog's breath and to cover it up, something to cover it up. Mm. And he comes in and he's like, suspicious. What is all this? And she's like, no. And she pulls out the spoon with the holes in it. Yeah. Like sips it and <laughs> yeah. back to him when he's passed out. I love that part. I thought that was pretty funny. That scene yeah, that is absolutely great. hilarious. Yeah, it's really good. Misty, what about you? I'm trying to think what my absolute favorite scene is. I think one ones. of my favorites is. I would say, like, kind of, like, towards the end of the movie. I know you say, like, where the hill is. I would say right when him and Sally are on the hill. Yes. You really get, like, first of all, like, that was, like, the first picture you saw of Jack was, like, on that hill at the very beginning of the movie. At the end of the movie is him with Sally. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of, like, just so pretty because at the beginning he was so miserable with his life. Yeah. He hated everything. But at the end of the movie, he found love. Like, he saved his own town. Yeah. Figured out what Christmas is. And I feel, like, in that moment, I think it's just kind of, like, a beautiful beautiful love moment which i'm a sucker for a good romance moment so yeah yeah that's a great scene it actually mirrors my favorite scene my favorite scenes when he's like the very beginning when he's walking through the forest like him and zero and he goes up onto the um the little mountain hill thing that's curled and he goes right behind the moon and you just have his like really just skeleton creepy body behind the moon or the moon behind it that's my favorite scene um i know it's iconic i know it's cliche but it's just such a great scene to me same i think at least like Cinematically, it's my favorite scene. It's beautiful. I think, like, I'm going to go again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it is your podcast. I mean, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I want. I think just, like, the scene that made me laugh the most was when the kid pulled the head out of the, <laughs> oh, the box, yeah. like, for Christmas. Yeah. Like, he pulled his, the little head out of the present. Yeah, I, I agree. thought that was hysterical. I laughed really hard at that. Well, there's also this scene that I almost said was my favorite, where they're walking, him and Zero walking through the woods, and Jack reaches into like his rib cage and pulls his oh, rib out yeah. and throws his rib. I was like, I didn't even know. I was like, what? I like forgot about that. Um, he loves his dog so much. He does love Zero a lot. Does Zero bring it back? Yeah, he yeah. like brings okay. it back. Yeah, he brings it back. He, you don't see him take it and put it back, but he brings it back. Okay, here's a question, just a random question. Yeah, yeah I love it. Is Zero a skeleton of a dog or a ghost of a skeleton of a dog? So her, que so her, so her question is, because she posed this question last night. Is Zero like a ghost of Zero? So obviously Halloween Town's not hell or heaven. Right. So like, do you have to die to get there? Or are you just created the way that you are and exist there? Mm, that's actually wow. a really interesting Yeah, question. like I had never thought about that. Yeah. She, she posed it last night. It's kind of like a deeper question. Yeah. Yeah. Because like everyone is like normal, but Zero is very ghost-like. So like how, why is he the only thing that's ghost-like? Yeah. That is very interesting. Yeah, he is like the only only ghost when actually moves through the movie. It's very... Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Who knows? I don't know. It yeah. makes me like... When our dogs die, can they just, like, follow us around as ghosts? Like <laughs> That would be the best, a little shadow at all times. If, if Jenny could be, like, a little zero, that'd be awesome. Jenny would be your zero. Yeah, she'd be, like, a little zero. Yeah. Luna would be the mayor. 
Um, <laughs> I'm dead. All right, we're going to switch gears. Still in scenes, but now we're going to go to least favorite scene. Um, so some movies, I'll caveat this with you guys. Um, some movies just don't have bad scenes. Um, but there's always a scene that you watch. You're kind of like, that one just kind of turned me off. Or I just thought it was really sad and made me not feel so good. So when I when we say least favorite, don't necessarily mean that it's the scene that you say is bad. It's just like, what's the scene that you saw that just maybe made you feel sad? Or just out of the whole movie, you just thought out of all the great scenes, this one's just my least favorite. Uh, Courtney, why don't you go first? have to go first you go first okay i'll go first my least favorite scene is i think probably when the uh when the professor um like gets really mad at sally and like locks her in the room she gets so sad um and also the opening scene with them when she like grabs her arm and then like she like unhinges her arm and runs away just makes me sad like i'm just like dang like she really wants to get away from this guy trapped yeah she feels trapped yeah probably my least favorite scene okay back to you Courtney you didn't escape I wasn't ready Colin are you ready yeah um I don't really have a least favorite scene per se but I know I'm gonna get hate for this I'm not a big singing guy okay. so like the songs and stuff like that like okay. I didn't dislike it it just it's not my thing so yeah. I was like eh, you know That's I'll listen crime. to it I'll keep on get, get back to the good part you know for yeah, me fair enough but yeah Fair enough. Missy's giving me like evil eyes. I will be judging you for that because Night for Christmas has one of the best soundtracks in Disney, in my opinion. You said that last time. I think every song they have is absolutely phenomenal and goes very well with every scene. And I will will be judging you. And I don't think it's fair, actually. You should make him listen to the soundtrack on the way home. Boo. Oh, we will. 20 Minute Drive? That's terrible. I didn't dislike that. That is my favorite song. (laughs) Same. Uh, Missy, what is your least favorite scene? My least favorite scene. Honestly, it would have to be with Mayor. I just have such a bone to pick with this guy. Because he's so, like, for me, certain times, I, I, I know he's a transition character, but I think because he was a transition character, there were certain times that I was just like, why are we going over this? Like, why are yeah. you doing this? So I kind of got annoyed at times, but I also just feel like that's just me as like an adult. And I was just like, he's just a filler. He's more like a filler yeah, in that moment. Yeah. And so like, I think as an adult, I kind of got like annoyed because I was like, oh, why can't you just move on? So other than that, like, I don't really have like any like other bad scenes. Maybe the Oogie Boogie scene with the bugs. Gross you out. Yeah, that was. But other than that, yeah. I think like every other scene, I've just absolutely loved. Any any song, any scene of the song, I love. Absolutely love. Yeah. Same. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I don't like when the little trio of kids brings back the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Which is honestly like kind of hilarious because they're like. He's like, what door did you go through? Did you go through the one that looks like this? And they're like, oh, no, I told you it was that one. But then the the bunny, like, he growls and, like, yeah. roars at them. And it's kind of wild. Yeah. Like, like is that the Easter that? bunny? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Okay. That's but that's funny. my least favorite. That's funny. Um, but it's still a good scene. It is a great scene. Um, I'm trying to think. There's another scene I wanted to talk about, but I didn't really care for, but I forgot what it was. Um, I'm sure it'll come to me. While we're, while we're talking about scenes, though, um, do we want to talk about any other scenes that like we thought were super impactful? Like scenes that even if they weren't our favorite, you're like when you saw that scene, you're like, dang, that was really well done, or like, dang, the cinematography on that was really great. Um, Honestly, I will say one thing as like somebody because I know that it was like a, a picture motion film, like how they did it. 
They had, they made over 277 characters of like each person, and oh, then they, wow. Jack himself had over 400 faces, like That's handmade. Insane. And so that I think what's wild. really interesting is like towards the end of the movie, on like their last like bit, his facial expressions as like, they change, like as the characters change, like how much effort was put into those scenes, like last little bit where Oogie Boogie's having all those last traps happening. You got to think like it's not, yeah. it's not CGI. No, it's like, not. Th- it was stop it's, motion. Yeah, like, stop motion film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like interesting. You, like, if you really look at that scene and look at like very particular scenes that are moving very fast, you can almost mm-hmm. you can see their mistakes. Yeah, you can kind of see like as a stop motion film, like. They're gonna have mistakes, but you don't. They don't fix them, so it's kind of cool. Like in the like, towards in the like end of the movie, you can kind of start seeing like it being like a stop motion film. If you really watch it closely, mm-hmm. you can kind of catch when they're like they're pulling up on people. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. That's cool. I have like a great respect for animation. Um, I don't know. It is is really hard. Um, a couple of years ago, I was an intern for a the creative department for our church, and. Oh. Me and our one of our friends spent like four hours making this animation, and it turned out to be like literally like five seconds long. That is like a five second animation. Five second animation. It was so hard. It was so like tedious and challenging. And so like, I just have so much respect for animation. It's so hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it like turns out so cool. Beautiful. Like it's so beautiful. It's super cool. Like they make it look so like, I don't know just so great oh yeah no, I, I think that's one thing like, I do love about this movie as well is like with like the timber and style especially nowadays even in 1993 when this movie came out <gasps> like it came out in 1993 I did not know yeah. that it was that old so yeah and it, it's very old movie but I think even then it was picking up animation was picking up hardcore Definitely, because Toy Story came out in 1995 so two years later Toy Story was gonna drop mm-hmm. and so I think it kind of like it really set it like it was a very different vibe for Disney. And I think that was a start of like that type of animation that became yeah. like the Tim Burton style, any type of like stop motion films. I feel like Time for Christmas really set up that standard for all the next ones that came through. Yeah. I mean, that film took, I think they said like four years to make. Yeah, yeah it was really difficult. And, and it really is. And the fact they had to take like, like y'all are saying, like they had to take the like, little figurines and move them to make mm-hmm. the movie. Like that's, that's insane. Like absolutely insane. <laughs> I don't know if you ever operated a puppet before. They are extremely <laughs> difficult. It is not easy. I remember years ago I had somebody have one, and I was like, I can't even get him to wave. Like this, this is crazy. <laughs> That's absolutely hysterical. Actually, um, we used to do a puppet show at Vacation Bible School, and I thought the puppets were creepy. <laughs> puppets are always creepy. Definitely, so are Definitely dolls. creepy. Dolls also creepy. Oh yeah, dolls are very creepy. Okay, cool. Any other thoughts about any scenes anybody liked before we move forward? Mm, no, that's about it. Okay. All right, this one's going to be great. Missy's going to love this. I'm going to let her go first. Oh. Favorite song. What's this? What's this? I, I will never get over that song. I love it. It's not only like a phenomenal song, but where it comes out in the movie, yes. it's, like that's, it's an exciting song. And then it's an exciting period because it's a brand new, like brand new environment. And you're mm-hmm. like, what is, you're right. What is this? Like, yeah. You're having a great time. You're having a great time singing. And it's, a, and it's such like memorial song. Like, yeah. You hear it and it, you know it. And so, yes. Like, and it's just very distinctive and very Halloween town. Like, you just yes. Know, you just know it's that. Yeah, I agree. So. Even when we were like watching, he's like looking at all the doors on the trees and I'm just like, I'm getting ready yeah, for it. I'm like excited. getting antsy and like excited and TJ's just looking at me and I'm like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And it hasn't even started yet. I'm just like, ah! Yeah, it's so true. It's it's an iconic song for sure and it comes at a perfect time in the movie and it really like just kind of pushes, like just pushes the excitement that Jack has forward. Yeah. No, I agree. That's good. Courtney? 
Um, I'm going to have to echo Misty. Yeah. What's this? It's just 10 out of 10. It's my favorite one. I also really like this song um, at the beginning when they're like singing about the town and singing about the pumpkin king. Yeah. But yeah. Colin? I have to back up both what they said because even though I'm not big on the music, that was the song that I remembered today. Yeah. When I was thinking about it, I was like, <laughs> it gets stuck in your head. In my head. Yeah. So I just said that's probably my favorite song. And it is, it's definitely catchy. And it, yeah. was, it was a good vibe. Like it was upbeat a little bit. Some suspense on the scene that you were watching. So yeah. I did like that song of, of all the songs for sure. That's good. I think that... Um, I think that my favorite song for sure is the opening song. This is Halloween. It's my favorite. I've actually seen this song on my head like twice a week, like without even watching this movie. Like this is Halloween is my favorite. Like well, right now too, that song is like going like some. I I don't know, like viral on. Oh yeah, it is Instagram, like TikTok. Really? When people like decorating for Halloween. They're like this, or even at like Disney, like. Mickey's not so scary Halloween party or mm-hmm. Halloween Horror Nights. They're like showing like their Halloween things with that song. Really? Yeah. Have, like just playing that as entrance of everybody walking in yes. at the Halloween party next Friday. We should. Yeah. <laughs> have, like blasting everybody coming yes. in. That's actually not yes. a bad idea. Yes. We got to get a spooky playlist. We do. We're th- and I got to go ahead and order our spooky. We got to get costumes and decor. We yeah. got to get same. costumes. Yeah. Oh, we're in the same boat. We haven't got one yet. Uh, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we are throwing a really fun Halloween party next Friday. Yes, I'm excited. And as much as we love Disney, it's actually going to be Harry Potter themed. Which I am so I'm excited. excited. We love Harry, Harry Potter. Potter geek. I'm going to have, I'm ordering like candles and like witches hat nuts and I'm going to hang them from the ceiling. Who are you going to be? No idea, no. but I also I thought about this. Oh, I'm you're like so short. Height. I love <laughs> that. I didn't want to draw my eyebrows. It's actually <laughs> really cool. I might like. Get a ball cap. She's going to ball. You're going to shave her head. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I have. I have been telling Colin I want to shave my head, so maybe <gasps> a little surprise next Friday. How would okay. you feel about that? No. Why? That's <laughs> yeah, fine. It'll grow back. I guess it right? will grow back. It'll grow back. It will grow back. You live your best life, girl. Thanks, babe. That's what I said. That's so funny. <laughs> I kind of want to be a Luna. You should. You would be a good Luna. Luna. You'd be a great Luna. As much as I like the main... I mean, actually, I probably could pull up, especially because I wear glasses, I probably could be Harry Potter. I think I would probably want to be... Like, I would want to be probably Remus Lupin. Oh. Yeah. He's my favorite character. Yeah. He's my favorite character. This is turning into a Harry Potter podcast. We're going to move We're gonna move fast to Harry Potter. I so would love also, to be on a Harry Potter podcast. Yeah, us too. <laughs> Rest in peace, the guy who plays Hagrid. Yes. Who died today. Don't. Today? Yeah. The yeah. guy who played Hagrid died today. Oh, 72 today. years old. Good for him, though. Like, he was my favorite. He, like, he was a big long guy. Night. Yeah. He was big, yeah. He was a really just uh, he was he was a really famous British actor. He played in a lot of British. He did a lot of like British crime shows over there. Like we don't see him over here. We did a lot mm-hmm. of them. But his breakout performance was as Hagrid and Harry Potter, and like that. he was perfectly casted for that. So yeah, R.I.P. Man, we uh, we love and miss you. What was his name? <laughs> Hagrid. Hagrid, my man. Yeah. Thank you for my childhood. Seriously, like the first movie, like when he um, when he just comes and gets Harry. Like, you can just tell, like, this guy is going to be, like, such, just a big teddy bear. Yeah, and I think that's, like, really, like, yeah. he's such a big guy, but you know, like, he loves everybody. Through that movie, mm-hmm. he's the most protective and fierce, but, like, a loving. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. 
Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. Robbie Coltrane, R.I.P. R.I.P., dude. Thanks for our childhood. Thanks for just Thanks, crushing Robbie. it in that role. And uh, it's so funny. Like, we talked about this on Disney movies, like, uh, about Disney movies a couple episodes ago about how it was about Robin Williams you were talking about. Um, but these actors that play these parts that um, some people may think it's silly for us to get attached to, like, movies and things like that. But these people play these parts, and we watch them on screen, and it impacts us in a way mm-hmm. that makes us, you know, want to do what we're doing right now and have a really cool conversation about yeah. a movie. And it's because these people put so much effort into what they do. So much emotion. And so much emotion. And we love it. Yeah. And it's so good for mm-hmm. us to watch. It's really cool. So, yeah. Thanks, dude. We appreciate you. Yeah. Maybe I'll be haggard now. No. Colin. You have to be haggard. You're like six foot five. Colin's like super tall. tall. Yeah. All right. Back to this podcast. Um, What's your favorite song, right? Did you say your favorite song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is Halloween. Yeah. What about our least favorite songs? Least favorite song. Um. Honestly, probably the one he sings when he's walking through the forest at the beginning. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad. He's just so like almost like hopeless. Yeah, that one and was he's like lost his passion for what he does. It's yeah, really it's sad. it's a good song and it moves the movie forward, but like it's probably my least favorite song, yeah. It's very sad. I agree. Yeah, Missy, what about you? I will have to say the poor Jack song. It's yeah. Like I think like which I'm pretty sure is that the one is that one? Oh, is I that think the, that's what I'm talking about, I'm yeah. Pretty, okay, so I thought it's not that one then. There was one. There was one of the songs towards the end of the movie. I can't remember what it's called. But I just hated. Yeah, I think it's the one he's singing in the cemetery. Yes. Yeah, the, the near cemetery. the end. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I just didn't like it. it was not for me. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think I could ever like fully hate a song. Yeah, yeah that's why. That's what I'm saying. That's why. That's, yeah. why, that's why. I said what I did about the least favorite character, like <laughs> least favorite scene thing. Like it's like obviously when we say least favorite, like you know all these scenes are good, all the songs are good, all the characters are good. But it's like you know out of all of right. them, which Jeez. one's your least? Yeah. Colin, what about you? I think it's the same one you were saying because uh, it was a slower one, right? That was yeah. Like, and he's like slow. walking through the forest. Yeah, yeah. It was just slow for me. He's like, like some B, like some, some <laughs> I get this over with. Like, this is I'm sleeping over here. Oh my gosh, this. Colin does not listen to podcasts on his way to work in the morning. That's for sure. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> my music gal. is the loudest of anybody else. Yeah, in the morning. I'm sure. That's, that's how I wake up. No coffee, just music. No, oh, blaring. Oof. Make gallon of coffee and a podcast, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go be a banker. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, my least favorite song is probably when the kids are kidnapping Santa Claus. Oh yeah, and they like give him the oogie boogie. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds kind of funny though. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like it serves its purpose, and I I think all the songs in this movie are like really great, but that's just probably my least favorite. Yeah, no, I respect that. I respect that. Um, all right, here we go. This is when the rubber meets the road. Oh. Okay. What is a theme from this movie to apply to everyday life? So we're all older now. We're all adults now, right? Like we're all, we watch these as kids, but then we get older and you watch these movies and you realize they put a lot of cool stuff in them, right? So what's a theme that you can take away for your everyday life? Um, Colin and Missy are both like ready to go. I have a really good answer. It actually has to do a lot with our lovely, lovely job for me and Colin Maple Street and TJ's old job. job. (laughs) So I will say that this movie, The Sense of Community, which is huge at our store, but I think like at the entire movie, they had never doubted Jack. No, they didn't. They supported him and they loved him. And I they, I think that without that, I don't think he would have found his love for Halloween again. 
Oh, and I think that community, and not only this community within Halloween Town, but the community within all the holiday towns. Even Santa at the end of the, uh, the movie, he was like, "Jack, don't ever do this again." But also, you know, uh, he sent some snow his way. Yeah, he sent snow his way. He said gratitude, and it kind of yeah. shows like you like, also kind of gives like, like the life lesson of if you at the end of the day do the right thing and own up to it. Like there's gonna be gratification, like gratification for it. Yeah. So I think that's a huge takeaway for me that I noticed the entire movie. I love that. That's a great take. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's really good, Misty. Solid. Solid. All right, Colin, try to beat that. <laughs> All right. Beat it, sucker. <laughs> um, I thought that it was like the perspective of him not being as in love with Halloween as he used to be in the beginning, how he was having trouble with it and looking at it differently and not as excited about it. And I think that a lot of us in our day-to-day life, we get tired of whether it's work or relationship or hobby or whatever maybe mm-hmm. you know we all get tired of certain things and we deal with things differently and i think that he kind of got burnt out in a sense on halloween and yeah he had this and it took some time and he saw throughout you know the people and the experience that he had that he came ended up coming back and loving it again but i think that the hardest part is sometimes in our lives work is hard and things are difficult and you never know what's gonna happen the next day and you might say, hey, I'm going to take a vacation, get away from it, and come back to work. And it's kind of like your reset. It's like vacation. And I think for him, Christmas and going on this whole thing, like, put it into perspective how much he really does love what he is and what he does in Halloween. So I thought that kind of puts perspective into real life. And, uh, yeah. That's good. That's very yeah. relatable. Yeah, I like yeah that very relatable. Yeah, very relatable. and stuff like that. Yeah, burnout's a real thing. 100%. Do you want to go? Go me to go or you want to go? Um, I need to think a little bit I'll more. I'll go. So, two things that got me, and I'll kind of try to, they kind of tie in with each other. So, the first thing is, I actually really like what Colin said. I kind of had a similar thought. So, one thing that I noticed is Halloween ends, and the mayor comes to his door, and he's like, all right, Jack, we got 364 days to Halloween next year. It's like nobody was going to give Jack a break. No one's going to give him a break. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, we got to start planning again. Mm-hmm. I think that Jack, honestly, if he just took, like, I don't know, till January off and then started planning again for Halloween, I think he'd probably like his job more. Like, just, like you said, burnout, no break. He'd probably kill it coming back probably fresh. Probably crush it coming oh, back yeah. fresh. I think Something he maybe, maybe this movie, maybe what happened in this movie made him realize that. Here's another thing about Jack. Jack, sweet Jack, I love how obsessed you became with Christmas, buddy. You're the pumpkin king. It's true. He tried to go be something that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Tried to go do something that was outside of the core of what he was. And I'm not saying we can't. Sometimes we all have to do that. Sometimes you have to go do something you're, you're not, you don't want to do. Sometimes you have to go out and you have to, right? But he wasn't a have to for him. He was trying to create, he was tired of what he was meant to do and wanted to do something different. And so instead of realizing that he was burnt out and taking a break from it, he just went and took somebody else's thing. First of all, he took something from someone else. Like he literally just took, straight up took mm-hmm. Christmas from Santa Claus. Santa lock, Claus. Lock him downstairs. <laughs> yeah, I like, why? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to take this from you. Um, but like, it's like, Jack, dude, like you're the pumpkin king. You are the freaking pumpkin king. You're the best at what you do. Why do you want to do anything else? Like, seriously, like, again, try other things. Take some time off after Halloween. Come back in February and crush it again. But like, dude, you're the pumpkin king. You're not Santa Claus. He was trying to be something that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I think the theme that I would take is, is we should never try to be something that we're not. We should always, if you're the pumpkin king, if you're Colin Bailey, Colin Bailey, you should always go do what Colin Bailey's supposed to do. If you're, if you're Courtney, if you're Misty, if you're TJ, you should go do what you're supposed to do, what you're called to do, what you're created to do. And he got away from that. And he got away from it because he didn't give himself time to rest. And so what did he start doing? Searching for other things. Mm. Yeah. 
He got a little lost. Got a little lost. Had to reflect on himself. Had to reflect on himself, yeah. Think about it. And Christmas is a great way to reflect. That was kind of a really cool... You know how many people get lost in Christmas? How many people you think about, like, we talk... I mean, we joke around with some people that work, used to work at our store. Like, people leave their Christmas tree up to, like, March. Oh yeah, because they don't want to. Christmas wanna, lights. Because they, mm-hmm. they don't want. Because they don't want to. All year long. Why, all year long, baby. Why don't they want to leave Christmas? It comforts them. To comfort. It, yeah. To, yeah, it's a comfort thing. Oh, I love happy. Christmas. At the moment that the moment that um, the the day after Thanksgiving, we put our tree up and we keep it up. I like to do it the old school way, like they used to do in the old days. They chop the tree down on Christmas Eve. They put it up Christmas Eve. And then they would keep it through January and take it down February. We keep ours up through January. Like, I just like to do that. Like yeah. Until it dies. It was basically until it dies. We, we take it down. Jan- <laughs> January, February 1st, take it down. But I also like to say, people will sit in Christmas and use it as a comfort thing. We're like, Christmas is not designed for that. And like, Christmas is great. It's beautiful. But it's a season like anything else. You're supposed to be in that season. And then when that season ends, move to the next thing. Jack was using Christmas as like a mm-hmm. comfort thing. I just realized on a side note that I'm going to have to buy my first Christmas tree this year. Oh. oh the last year, yeah. last two years, I just never bought one. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't need Christmas. It's not that I'm a Grinch or anything. I love Christmas, but I ended up being at other people's houses and hanging out. And I was like, I don't need to wait. No, I'm the want, same. I, I didn't want to spend the money on a tree that I was only here to I sleep I will at. say, <laughs> every year, Target has a great sale on, even if you want to get like an artificial tree. We got, we have... Yes, and we no. always put up two artificial trees, and then we have a real tree. Our yeah. artificial trees we got from Target while they were on sale right before Christmas, and they were like twenty bucks each, and oh, they're like real. five or six foot trees. They're like five foot trees are really cool. We there is something special about a real tree. Though. There I mean, is. I, 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 I was gonna, I was gonna one, beg you. I was gonna beg special. you, please get a real tree. We have never not had a real tree. We oh, have yeah. a real tree every year. I think so. every year. Colin looks like we had to get our first tree then. Yeah. yeah. Borrowing your truck to get it home. I've never had one. I'll come pick it up with you. Don't make your like. Your I dog might be on Maybe it. you I and I can go with them and we'll pick the them farm. out. Mm. He might look at it and be like, home. like four ornaments <laughs> on our tree this year. <laughs> no, dude, here's, I got a secret for you. No. We can hand make them. We can hand make our ornaments. <gasps> oh, yeah, go to Big Lots. Oh, yeah. You get a whole tub. tub. You get super cheap. If you want to do like multiple colors, you can do like, let's say you wanted to do, um, uh, We're gonna have a theme. Green and gold, or whatever, red and gold. Get a whole bunch of red ornaments, whole bunch of gold ornaments, whole bunch of green ornaments. Like you can get like a or stack that are like this yeah. big for like ten bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know my trees would be so bright though. We I'll should have ours. Is, oh yeah, around and around. That's what we do. Around. Multicolored we or white lights. A night. Oh, she said that's how she is. I'm so I have our tree when we first started doing it. I'm he very doesn't, TJ doesn't like change. Our very first Christmas together, he put white and blue lights on it and white and bl- like silver, silver and, bl- and blue light ornaments. blue ornaments on it. Blue, and that's how our tree had just he thinks it has to be that way every year now. And it's like, no, you can change it. We're gonna mix it up. Sometimes one of our trees is. Well, you like purple and pink and gold, and sometimes it's silver and black. Sometimes it's multicolored. Like I it can be whatever it wants. Last year we did a tree in our bedroom or in, out here that was uh, it was red, green, and gold ornaments with multicolored lights, and it was tacky sort of because they had the multicolor, and I actually liked it. Like I, I, I kind of started seeing why people might like a tacky tree. I love multicolored lights. She does. She loves multicolored here for lights. the multicolors. Yeah. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. I love multicolored lights. I have to say this real quick because I grew up my family, mm-hmm. a very chaotic family. We never cared about what their Christmas tree looked like. We just hung Same. up like 
all of our handmade ornaments. We mm-hmm. we'd throw tinsel on it. We'd have like four different colorful lights happening. One yeah. blinking at a steady pace. One like giving you a seizure. And for me, <laughs> I love like, it. <laughs> for me, that that is what Christmas was. Very chaotic. But I also grew up with seven siblings. So I'm over here like six siblings. So I'm over here with a lot. It was always yeah. chaotic. I grew up with three siblings, and I just remember like me and my mom and my siblings. Well, first. We did like the German tradition of like hiding the pickle oh. in the tree, and like TJ <laughs> thinks it's so funny. I every time okay every time we go to Disney in Epcot in Germany, which we need to go. Yes, we do. We'll make it happen. Uh, yeah, um, I have not been. <laughs> but, get a hotel room for this guy over here, though. Oh yeah. Well, are you gonna drive back the same day? No. Okay. <laughs> Looks like we're all getting a hotel room. Yeah, we're gonna have to. <laughs> but there's a German Christmas shop, and there's literally like it's so cute a whole tree of just like pickle ornaments. All pickle ornaments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pickle lover. I love pickles, but That's like true. there's like this tradition of like hiding the pickle in the tree, and whoever like hides the pickle gets the like open a special gift mm-hmm. i could oh, be cute i love that super butchering this i don't know this is just how we did it like they got to open like the first gift on like yeah, christmas eve that's mm-hmm. what we did growing up and then they got to hide the pickle the next year for one of the other siblings or oh, family members that. to find oh, so it was super cool it, you got to hide the pickle next year yeah oh that's really cool <laughs> yeah, i love that cool. yeah we never really had like we had like one fun tradition for Christmas, which I love to this day. It's a money tradition, of course. My dad used to do thing like you would time your age by five, and you put that when you, at, and on Christmas Day that morning you'd have an envelope on the Christmas tree with your name on it, and it was that how much money. <gasps> so like at twenty one year old, I'd be twenty one times five, and that's how much money I get on the Christmas tree. Hundred and five dollars. Yeah, hundred five dollars. Ah! So that was like a really cool like Christmas tradition my money. dad always did. So I love that. Yeah, my family Never was big on that. big on Christmas. We were big Christmas people. Did yeah. you want to do that for me? No. My so <laughs> while we're on Christmas, I'm just gonna say the last thing because it kind of makes it kind of justifies why I'm so particular about Christmas. Um, oh, he never had. My parents weren't very big on Christmas. Um, we never had a Christmas tree when I was a kid. So sad. And so when I very moved sad. out on my own, I had roommates that first year. It was my best friend, Richard. I've always loved him for doing this. He was like, dude, you got to get a tree. We got to get a tree. It's like our first year. Like, we're roommates. We got to get a tree. And I was like, I don't know, man. I've never had a tree. He's like, TJ, I promise you. We got to get a tree. So we're going to get a real tree. We got a little, little it, wasn't even, it was a nice tree. It wasn't like a Charlie Brown tree. That was a nice tree, but it was like a four foot. Like we, we lived in a trailer off 103rd Street. A little mm-hmm. four foot tree. It was thick and full. And we went to Big Lots and we got blue, silver, and gold ornaments and blue <laughs> and white lights. And Courtney's we, like, we no, it all began. And so those color, that color Thank scheme. Thank you, Richard. That color scheme, no, he didn't mean to. We just were like, just like, it was like what was left. Because it was just like December like 10th. Like nothing. There's like no ornaments left in the store. Everybody bought them. So we bought what was still on the shelf and we put it on the tree. And it just the colors just didn't mean a lot to me. I love that for you and I get that. <laughs> but like it doesn't have to be that every year. Change. All right. Change is okay. It is okay. We are. So, if you're not. Changing? Are you growing and evolving as a person? That's great, oh Courtney. Boy. Would you like to share? <laughs> now for the deeper conversation. <laughs> Would you like to share the theme from this movie? Um, you, okay. Spoke to you. Here's my thing. We are still talking about the Nightmare Before Christmas, right? We are. Okay. And I feel like this is fine because we're still talking about Halloween and, and Christmas. Christmas. It's true. But um, I don't really have a theme <laughs> because I just feel like everything you everything you guys said like was something that I was also gonna say, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, and I just ditto what everyone else said. 
That's good. These are all like really great themes. I can't really think of. I feel like, I don't know. I do love Sally in the sense that like she called it out from the beginning and was like, Jack, what you're going to do is disaster, disastrous. But even though she was like trying to tell him not to, he still leaned into the fact that like his community was like supporting him and about mm-hmm. what he wanted to do. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel like that's a tension that a lot of us have to wrestle with. Yeah. Because like I might want to do something and you might think it's terrible, but like, what if like my friends and like my siblings are like, Oh my gosh, Courtney, that's a great idea. Then it's like a tension of like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? Do I listen to my husband or do I listen to like yeah. my best friends? That's true. You know what I mean? I think it's true. It's I awesome. think that's probably like the only other like take. theme or like take I would add. No, I think it was great. It's a really good perspective. Um, that's always tough. Like it happens at jobs. It happens with family. It happens with friends where you're like, you see something happen and you're just like, this isn't going to work. And you tell the person that's telling you that it's going to work, that it's not going to work. And you're like, it's going to work. And you're just like, so you just kind of have to sit there and you have watch. to sit there and you have to sit, <laughs> watch the dumpster you have, fire. You have to sit there <laughs> and let it best. happen to you. <laughs> oh, been there. Yeah. No, mm. I haven't too. Same. It's part of life though. Some people just got to learn. Yeah. Well, some people got to learn, but like, that's kind of part of life is like what I always tell people though. And I'll say this when we do the next question. <gasps> I love what Sally did because like, if you know, if you know what's going to happen, is going to be disastrous. A lot of times people get the attitude of, I'm stuck saying things. I'm not going to care what I have to say. But if you don't say anything and then it's disastrous, I would You're say blamed. the guilt is on you because mm-hmm. you should have said something. If you say something and they don't listen, at least you can literally wipe your hands, wash your hands, and be like, "I tried." I That's said, on them. "I said something." Which you know, this when we were Maple Street, I would always say something. I would always, I would put always do it. I put it out there. I know you do the same thing. I would always put it out there. I'm gonna do it at Bank of America. I did it and still do it at Celebration when I worked there. If I don't think something's right, I'm gonna try my best to be respectful. I've gotten better at being respectful in my old age. We do what we can. We do what we can. But I'm gonna try my best to just listen. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I really think that we shouldn't do this. And this is why. And da 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 da. And if they don't listen, guess what? You can sleep at night. But guess what? When it goes wrong, guess who can't sleep at night? Them. They can't sleep at night. That's also the beauty of people, and just as an individual, everybody has their own perspective and their yeah. own look on things. Yeah. So, and for some people, like it sucks. Some people don't want to listen to other people. You know. No. And that's when you get in those situations where you're like, it's not going to work, but I'm not going to say it. You know. Well, I think I'm not going to listen to you. I think the people that won't listen are the people that are kind of the saddest in a way because like I've learned the most that I've ever learned in my life from people, right? Like, I mean, I can read books, I can listen to podcasts, I can go to school, but like when you, who's teaching you at school, a person, like you learn from people. And so when, when, when someone tries to tell you something and you don't listen to them, like it's almost like the biggest shame on you ever. Like, but I say, listen, I'm not saying you have to do what the person says, but like, like what the, the point that Courtney was making that was so beautiful is when Sally was talking to Jack, he wasn't even listening. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, uh, go make my Santa Claus suit. Like, but if you would have stopped for a second and been like, wait a second, like she's saying this is going to be disastrous. Like, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I should pay attention to this. I feel like that's what's lacking in most people. Perspective. Yeah. What I love about um, this too is that it's like, it almost like shows you like you can't always have like people who are just like yes men around you. Oh, the yes man's the worst. Yeah. You got to have someone's going to tell you you're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like needed because like. I don't want no brown nose around me. Even though like it doesn't like right out say this. I feel like 
at some degree, what Sally said was probably like in the back of Jack's mind. Oh, yeah. And like then when he was like wrong, he realized he was wrong and like trying to take on Christmas. He was probably like, oh, yeah, Sally was right. Well, doesn't he say that like near the end? He's like, like thank you for trying to help. Yeah. Like he yeah. basically yeah. says to her, like, Yo, you were right. I'm sorry. Like because he realizes, yeah, that's a great that's a great perspective, Courtney. I really like that. Um, I think that people, um, you got to people around you to tell you no and not even know. You have to have, like, you're given a voice for a reason. Like you have your own mind and your own perspective for a reason and you have to use it. Like you can't just agree with the people around you just to agree and like be a part of the crowd and feel like cool and like a part, like you have to use your own voice. You always like stick up. Like I think that's the problem with a lot of people. Like you don't stick with like your own morals. Mm. Like if you do not like, like something that someone does or has done like stuff like that like it's kind of up to you to stick up to those morals yeah like just because you might like that person or Mm -hmm. something like that like does not excuse like certain things and i think that's like a a one take you should take away from it as well like always stick to your morals like morals whether it's like no matter who how close you are to somebody or like no matter what like if you don't feel right about something like stick to that feeling a thousand percent and what happens normally is is um if you stick to your morals People respect you more. We're always so scared to speak our mind, but nine times out of ten, people are glad you did. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and if they don't listen, then you're just then. I mean, it's on it's them. It's about them. Yeah, it's on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. on them. So, um, anything else on this uh, this themes topic and this Christmas tree topic? <laughs> no. I'm All right. Good. Cool. <laughs> Here we go. This is the loaded question. Oh. Is this movie over or underrated, Missy? I will never say it is overrated because of, I I will say, I I think everything I've said so far is mostly like how the film came about. It literally took, I'm such a big Tim Burton fan. I like, I've always loved him. And I know like, I'm like really familiar with a lot of his like earlier works. And I think, I mean, it took him like after this, like originally was a poem. He literally wrote nightmare before Christmas as a poem. And he did animations, like drawings with it. And Disney requested, at that time he wasn't working for Disney, requested multiple times to, like, make a short film out of it or, like, a 30-minute just small thing. Mm-hmm. And every single time he said their, like, their visuals and their vision did not line up with his vision and how, how he saw it going out. And so it actually wasn't even, until, you know, 10 years later until they finally, like, produced it. And I think it's kind of, like, beautiful because he didn't allow it until uh, he was a producer of Night for Christmas one who actually produced the animation for it can't remember his name but it wasn't until he he, he was on the project that Tim Burton like allowed Disney yeah. to come out with the film and I think that kind of lo- like, kind of holds alter true to his character that I'm like it, the film turned out great because he held on to that he knew what he wanted from this film and it was executed beautifully thousand percent and I, I think like I said like I, they took a lot from he took a lot of information like a lot of like uh, inspiration from the 80s like that gothic style yeah. like very like gothic kind of like the yeah. bum style and very like interesting and I, I really think that he played it very well Every how it was sought out how many years they took just to get the characters right and yeah. like the animation like this, like you said like all the cinema of it like, if yeah. you look at it in every single detail, I mean, you're looking at, like, a million different details at once. Yeah. And I think, like, nothing will beat that. Nothing will beat this type of classic film. Yeah. And that's another thing that people always have been debating. Should there be a sequel? Yeah. There's, there's it's should, true. There, I personally think there should be. Yeah. Because at that point, it would be a moneymaker sequel. It wouldn't be the original. And I don't think you could ever top it. No, the only way you could, the only way you think you you'd never top it, but I think the only way you could necessarily make a sequel would be... You'd have to let Tim Burton do the same thing again. Exactly. It'd be like, let him like 
obviously given parameters as far as like mm-hmm. like um, how dark it can be. Like just basically say you can only go this dark because that's what you have to do with Tim Burton. Oh yeah. But then after you do that, then be like, okay, you can't go darker than this. And run with it. Write a blank check. Mm-hmm. Just keep the same characters. Because if they did want to do a sequel, you do have all those doors. All of them. Yes. All of those doors. You have all the doors. Oh, I thought about it. I think we've all yeah. thought about it. I like your perspective that you brought there. That was beautiful. I liked how much you know about the movie. I also, um, you touched on it a little bit. I actually read last night. So Burton did adopt it into a short film. Um, yeah, it was never released, but it's out there. I think you can watch it now. Okay. Like you probably Google on YouTube or something like that. But yeah, it was. You're right. It went from like a poem to a short film, mm-hmm. and then it went into the full ball movie. I did not know they actually did a short film. I thought yeah. it was just like in a talk. So I've never. I don't know if thing. Disney did it. I think Burn made it. It probably wasn't Disney because I know when they first came out the movie, Disney wasn't released through Disney. It was re- released through their adult film, which was the Stone. Was it Stonewall? Something yeah. like that. I think I have it. But yeah, like their adult version of Disney is what they released it as. Um, and then it fell back under Touchstone the umbrella. Touchstone was there. Yeah. Then it, then it fell back under Disney's umbrella. Yeah, after yeah. that. But at first, I know they released it because they thought it might be too dark and scary for kids. Yeah. So. I mean, it's. I mean, if it would have been any darker, I think if they're right. I mean, oh, it, it, it's it's out there. Um, Colin, over underrated. Uh, under. Underrated. So I say that because you know, one, watching this movie. Um, well, we already talked about I'm not a big music guy, but I'm yeah. not a big music guy for any movie. But just the movie itself, I I really loved it. I actually watch I want to watch it again yeah. just so I can pick up on more things. You know, every time you watch a movie, you pick up more. Yeah. But but the crazy thing is, is all the years that I've been around, nobody has ever told me to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. Like you've never really? you know what I'm saying? I've never been told yeah. like you gotta watch this movie. Like you know, there's those movies that you talk to people when you have that conversation like you never seen this you have to watch it never have i ever heard nightmare before christmas and i am going to start telling people to watch it yeah it's beautiful film yeah it's beautiful i love that that's a good take i would also agree that it's underrated yeah i don't know i just like i agree with you like no one's ever been like oh have you watched the nightmare before christmas if not you gotta watch it like I've always known it was a great movie, but no, no one's ever been, no one's ever like, I've never seen like hype about it, you know? I never thought to watch it again because nobody had ever talked about it. I like, yeah. well, not, I'm not missing anything, that, yeah. no, but I was. So, yeah, and Fair I think enough. especially like in the parks, at least for Walt Disney World, I feel like there could be a bigger representation in Disneyland. I agree with that, thousand percent. They actually, they're like in Disney World, we have Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. In Disneyland, they have an Oogie Boogie Bash. Love it. Where they do like Oogie Boogie's there. They even like their Haunted Mansion during Halloween, they overlay it with Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's not like traditional Haunted Mansion that like we see in Disney World and Disneyland. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas themed, which I think is super cool, but like. I would love if that were like also brought on like the East Coast. Like, where is that here in Disney World? Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? That's really cool. Yeah, I definitely, to piggyback off that, I think it's very underrepresented in the parks, especially on our side of town, like our side of Disney, like the, the, the one of four yeah. Disney World. Um, I agree with the three of you, uh, the four of us, really. Um, I, I agree. It's it's underrated. It's it's a movie that's like I'm gonna kind of put it all, put like a pin and everything that everybody just said like one big bow. Like it's 
it's a cinema it's a cinematic masterpiece it's beautiful the storytelling is beautiful like the character growth is yeah. beautiful how Jack progresses through like his emotions and what he's going through is beautiful Sally's story with uh, Finkelstein is 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 tragic and beautiful them getting together at the end is just so poetic and just the way they get together at the very very end but it's not like mushy it either it's not like uh it's like no like this is like they should be very together true. very true like it's true love it's like true um, Oogie Boogie is a villain um, Santa's interactions like everything in the whole movie is just like beautifully put together and yet people don't really talk about it too much like they just don't really talk about you know this movie as much as I think that they should um, I think it's underrated I do think that most people that have seen it though like it so I'll give it that um, most people like the movie that when they watch it I haven't heard anything it, bad on it that's what I'm saying what I hate is when like if someone ever walked to me and said like oh Toy Story sucks I'd be like I don't ever speak to you again like don't ever <laughs> talk to me ever again um, but like this is one of those movies like anyone that's seen it likes it the thing is I gotta give it this it, it's, it can be a hard watch if you're if you're going off the opening credit or the opening scene, like if you're not like fully invested on getting through the movie, it can be a hard watch. Like it's dark and it's rough mm -hmm. and it's got, you know, like you said, Halloween town's got all the like really rough animation and it takes you a minute to get into the actual meat of the story. But the short answer, which I never have a short answer is it's underrated. Very underrated. Yes. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on that? I said underrated. Yeah, I know. I'm just asking if you have any more thoughts before we move to the next thing. No, I just wish Disney World would do more. Like Disneyland just be popping. During Christmas, like during the month of Halloween in Epcot, the uh, in Mexico, they should make the entire uh, pyramid. It should be Nightmare Before Christmas. Mexico? Just for that. Yeah. How does that make sense? It just it's dark. It would make more sense to be for it to be like. Day of the Dead. Yeah, I was just saying, skeletons <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, you could do Day of the Dead, but, but I'm Mexico, saying, like, though. yeah, I'm saying, but like, because he's like Jack Skellington, like, you could, like, it's make not him part Day of, of the Dead, it's Halloween. I he know. lives in Halloween Town. That doesn't make sense. I just thought it would be cool to convert the ride to that just for that. That'd be cool. No, I think they should convert it into a cocoa ride. That would be no, the, like, long term, ride? yes, it should be a cocoa ride. Long term, yeah, Coco's about Day of Oh, Coco is a movie. Oh, Coco oh. is... We will be watching That's it. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Coco's so great. Coco's a movie, and it's about Day of the Dead. The whole movie about Day of the Dead. It's, it's so beautiful. It's one of my... I think I saw that in Spanish. And it has we great representation. You for sure did. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie. But I have zero recollection once again. It's a fantastic yeah, it's, movie. It's great. It literally made me cry when I watched it. It makes everyone cry. It, yeah, it's, it's a very emotional movie. A lot of Disney movies make me cry, to be honest. I think that's like the point of Disney. Probably. At one point, you're going to have to cry. <laughs> we're going to laugh. We're going to cry. If it does not make people cry, we will not make it. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Coco's great. Um, but yeah, I think that this movie definitely needs more representation in the parks, especially in the Florida side. Disney World, a thousand percent. Yeah. Disneyland has it covered. Yeah. In Disneyland, they do Haunted Mansion. I know. I went there once. <gasps> yes. I went to Disneyland when I was, I think I was like 10. I was a child. We need to go. That's on my list I for go too. our 2023 vacations. I'm just letting you know. You go to like Knoxbury Farms. It's right there. Do they have a version of Epcot? I know. know. They I'm, have Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Mm -hmm. But we'll They say, have Adventures World though. Like the Adventures Land. So you're telling me they don't have Epcot. Adventures Campus. But Legoland is right there. 
and <laughs> we have a which Legoland is phenomenal. Here. Okay. And no, because California is like Legoland is phenomenal. Really? And also, there, okay, so there's a place called Knoxbury Farms, and it's an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is the most fun and the like it's part of the Disney? best. No, it's not part of Disney, okay. but it's by Disney, and it is the funnest amusement. So park I have I've a very important to. question to ask. Do they have Epcot? No. Well, what's the point? Okay, but they have... Okay, so unlike Magic Kingdom, you can drink and walk around. All right, let's go. Very drunky. Sold. 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 (laughs) And they have... From the creators that I follow that are Disneyland creators and, like, Instagram influencers, whatever you want to call it, um... The food looks better than like Disney World. Mm. Well, I also feel like it's because of the celebrities why the food is so good. Oh, I would imagine so. Epcot does a great job with food. Um, Hollywood Studios and, and Animal Magic, Kingdom does a great job with food, but Magic, Magic Kingdom, Kingdom has the worst trash. food. See, trash. I need to go all this trash. because before I moved to Florida, Colin. The first time I went to Disney World was with Colin right when mm. I moved out, like right before I moved down here. But I've never been to anything else. And like Disney World, we only went for like three hours, and it was pouring down rain. Oh. So like, and they were closing early that day. They yeah. closed before that minute. day. Y'all need to go with us on a trip. Come with us. And we'll go on like a two-day trip. And we to. need to do, you guys need to do park hoppers. Right. Here's what you need to do. You need to hit Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. I um, want to hit Universal, Harry Potter World. We could go for like three days and do all three. Yeah, we could do all to. three. I would do Harry Potter World too. Triple down. Go. Epcot. The last time I went, I was not 21. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, oh, then why did you go that. to Epcot? I was with family. Oh. They dragged me. I went on the couple of the rides. Then the what is it? The space ride there? Oh, Mission Space? No, They've zero out of the, ten. The extreme one. So zero like, out of ten. Like two you or three different classes. That you can zero go on. out of ten. Don't go on that. Oh, yeah. I, I want <laughs> to have I a lot of firm feelings on this. There's a there's a new ride you can go on. Guardians now. of the Galaxy. Is it good? It's the best ride I've ever been. Is it really? because really? I'm a gar- I'm a Marvel gal. Roller coaster ever. It's the best ride I've ever been on. So growing up in Cincinnati, I went to Kings Island a lot. So. Like Kings Island, I we're not <laughs> forgetting that you grew up in Ohio because Kings Island for like a, that type of like red, like Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio yeah. area, like that was it. Like you were the cool person. You had like a season pass. Like you were, you were the best. You, you were, were the girl. You were in the yeah. in the crowd. Okay, but like so growing up there, we rode a lot of roller coasters, and like I haven't ridden a roller coaster that makes me feel like excited until I've ridden Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yeah. Is it that uh, good? I need to it's go. So I'll never good. ride it again. That's how you good go it is. sideways and backwards, and there's like it, 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 ruin, it ruins my whole day. Like, oh my. TJ gets motion uh, sick very easily. I'm glad I did it. Uh, I'm glad I did it. No, it ruined my whole day. It took me like four hours. It's to get, an like, incredible experience. Definitely ride it at least once. I'll go sit in England and drink an ale, and you guys can ride Guardians oh. of the Galaxy. Worst roller coaster experience. I think it's in Ohio. What's that roller coaster park? Is it in Ohio? There's Cedar Point. the best one in the United States. I don't think it's Cedar Point. Probably There's nowhere like in Ohio. or 23 roller coasters. <laughs> it's not in Ohio. Somewhere. <laughs> There's this roller coaster park. All it is is roller coasters. We have like, That's it. And I went there like that morning. I feel like it's Kings Island or Cedar Point. And I know. The only one we have is like Holiday World. <laughs> I went there with the worst hangover of my life. Oh, well, that and was your I first. Roller coasters. All morning long, and it was about two or three in the afternoon when I started to like feel normal again. And I was like, "Now we have to do them again because I don't oh. remember." I couldn't. I, I was I was feeling too sick, trying not to puke on the person next to me to actually enjoy the ride. So we have to do it again. I'm Dang. terrified of roller coasters. <gasps> but I love them. I love the adrenaline. But I 
I am crying practically. Oh. <laughs> okay. But I love it. You know, it's like one of those fear factors you get over. You make yourself get over. So I always make myself get on them. But every mm-hmm. time, as soon as I get on them, I'm like, what did I do? I stopped. I stopped making myself get over it like five years ago. I just don't do it. See, I, I, just but don't I do make it. myself, but I am. But I cannot do anything that goes upside down for a long period of time. Okay. I cannot be sitting there upside down in the air. Guardians like of the Galaxy does not go upside down. Okay. No, no, no. no. It, it's virtual reality mostly, and it's. It's a coaster, but it's virtual okay. reality. I, I love that. Yeah, you'll love it. It's, it's insane. 12 out of 10. It's got to be 40 degrees in there, though. See, my favorite roller coaster I've ever it's been on. It's freezing cold because it's like you're in space. It's hot outside. Oh, you're in space. Oh, yeah. It's freezing Ugh. cold. It's not actually 50. It's probably like 65 degrees it's in there, cool. but you're moving. Yeah. You're like you're in it's motion. It's cold and like good. 79 you're in degrees. Line all day, it feels yeah. good to feels be great. floating around in there. Yes. When you guys go do it, I will definitely go sit in the park in England, and I will get myself a snake bite, and I will sit there, and I will sip on it while you guys have a great time. I heard that. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Oh, no. I will say. I'll come back uh, crying. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you'll love it. Roller it's coaster. Great. Have you ever been on the Manta at SeaWorld? No. Yes. It like tilts you sideways. Yeah. Like you're laying down on it. Yeah. Pretty I cool. I did not Pretty like cool. that. Okay. Really? Because no, the only thing I didn't like about it is when you go back around and then you're waiting to get off, you're still oh, like you're hanging like, yeah, there. You're and you're like, I could literally just fall to my death right now. <laughs> you're just I looking down. Either. It's not even like you can't even no. tell. You're just like no. straight at the ground. Literally straight at the ground. Sketch. Do not recommend for you. I'm going to move to our next question. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have more questions. <laughs> All right. Last question. This was actually one of my favorite questions that we ask. Um, so during this movie, did you have any... Um, anything any, to eat or drink? Yeah. Anything to eat or drink. So like, do you have a movie snack or movie drink? What do we eat? What did we eat? Because we were eating dinner. Um, we typically eat dinner when we watch movies, too. Yeah. It... I think we ate leftovers. So yeah. Colin makes phenomenal meals. He does. He's a great and cook. And he made this homemade fettuccine Alfredo <gasps> with this like grilled chicken and it's like sun-dried tomato garlic I like compote a, thing. Yeah, I did a sun-dried tomatoes, what? basil, so garlic. Good. Are you onion. secretly a chef? Oh, no. He's not fantastic. even secretly. Actually, yeah, it's not even a secret. Yeah, this we'll man, talk about this after our I'm, season yeah. papers, but I'm a huge culinary person. I love cooking. But ever since I've started in Colin, my cooking has gone down to like maybe once a week. Because this man cooks me all my So, meals. fun fact, they're both being a little bit, even though they're raving about each other, they're actually being a little bit modest. Um, Misty and Colin, obviously, we all used to work for Maple Street, but, like, our roles at Maple Street was, I was, I was there. Uh, Colin's a GM now. He actually does the job I used to do. He actually does the exact job I used to do at the exact store I used to do it at. Yep. But uh, Misty is an assistant manager, um, and Colin was an assistant. But before he was an assistant, he was a, uh, a team lead, and then he was also just a, a make chef. So, they are both... Uh, so when I worked for Maple Street, I was just a GM. I really didn't do much cooking at all, if any. Uh, but the two of them have done extensive cooking, and Colin has worked at Taverna, which is a really nice restaurant here in Jacksonville. And they both have really, really extensive culinary backgrounds, and they're both very talented cooks. They would never really rave about it, but they're both. If you put them in a kitchen together and said, <laughs> hey, make dinner for 20 people, it would be it'd be pretty epic. It would be a fun time, yeah, for pretty, sure. It would be pretty epic. I would be also eating. Two <laughs> oh, that's the problem yeah. when you're cooking. You, you don't eat problem. your food at the end I, of the day because yeah. you're eating as you're cooking. I eat, I eat too much of my yeah. own food. Oh, and yeah. I'm cooking, I'm like, well, I'll have a second portion. Yeah, but yeah. we had, we so we had that. We also, he made like leftover pork tenderloins. So we had some of that as well. That was the best and pork tenderloin I ever made in my whole yeah, life. Yeah, it was phenomenal pork Next time we do this, so y'all got to come over and y'all have to make the uh, Alfredo. Oh, we will. I'm a sucker for a good pasta. We both make great pastas. I'm a pasta girl with some garlic oh, so bread. We. Oh yeah. No, so like we ate that. We always we have this tradition. Every single night we eat like at least three popsicles each. At three popsicles. Three. Yes. Are they sugar free? No. No. That is why we are we dying. Really comes from it. Yeah. 
So Wait, we, what kind we, of popsicles? So you know the really cheap oh. one, like summer popsicles, <gasps> the giant packs. So we bought those. the one you have to like cut at the top yes. with scissors. Just but there, we bought like different like flavored ones. Like there's like Skittle ones, <gasps> and there's one like there's Italian ice. That oh, is, the, the Italian, Italian ice, great. yeah, so phenomenal. So every single night we we always watch movies before we go to bed. We always have at least three popsicles. So it's last terrible. night in the movie it's, we it's had terrible. like leftovers, like. Three popsicles each. I'm pretty sure I made it, I made him make me a bag of popcorn. I pretty much go into a coma every night. <laughs> yeah. I'm showing him a picture of me actually That's riding Guardians of the Galaxy. I was in pain. I'm having a great time, good. and TJ is struggling. You look like you're trying to, to stay alive at I that was. point. I was. I'm barely alive. Um, all right. So you all have... It makes me have? think of that song. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. <laughs> great. To a God that I don't believe in. What did you... Um, Love that song. What did y'all eat, you said? Oh, yeah. So we ate some leftover pork tenderloin with a fettuccine. Swedish meatballs? No. That was... <gasps> that was a couple nights I before. I made Swedish meatballs from scratch. Are they better than Ikea's? Oh, f- oh, 10 times better. Of course they are. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It was he hand-rolled them. So I, good. Well, I got some cow from my neighbor, and he uh, he got a quarter of a cow. Like three days before From this, where? Great question. Don't we don't ask. His, so we got free know, meat from One it. of his friends, he's like, I went on a deal, and we all... Sp- all got quarters of a cow, so he it. gave me a couple pounds of like fresh. What you get the cow? Not like you know. Listen in here, like apartment, spot, like straight up. Hey, you thought butchered. Kentucky was country? Yeehaw! <laughs> Jacksonville is just another breed. Oh yeah, and um, actually, the best meatballs ever made. The sauce was great. great. I was, love it. Misty does not usually eat leftovers. I came home the next day. I had eaten all gone. of them. I think I like <gasps> leftovers gone more than the them. actual meal itself. I, I also baked the best muffins the other day. Yo. Ooh. But, TJ, I have to tell you about this. It's like This is the worst. It was the worst oh, thing. So I literally brought muffins in. So it was a day that my maple tree was closed for the hurricane. Mm. So I went to Collins Maple Tree just to like get some breakfast. I ended up working until close. <gasps> um, I made her work all day. I made her yeah, You're I the worst. So I was working at... I was sitting at your community table, the giant community table at the thing. And about at 20, San Marco? Yes. And about okay. 20 linemen came in. And I had brought freshly baked blueberry lemon muffins <gasps> for, the for the team. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I bet that's so And good. I had like 12 of them. Okay. That's all I had left. I was so excited. So I had them on the table. Buy my stuff. Buy his laptop, my laptop. I get up to be an ambassador and help him. The all the linemen leave like an hour later. We go clean up the table. And Colin's like, Missy, where's all your muffins? <gasps> and I was like, what do you mean? And we look over. There was like empty muffin, like wrappers all over the table. They ate every, I had taken a bite every out of one of the, I had taken one. a bite out of one of the muffins and they ate every single one, even the one I took a bite out of. And we had given them like 20 free trash bags. It was raining. It was a hurricane. Uh, well, we had, had given them free, free trash bags. We gave them like free coffee and they ate all my muffins. That is ridiculous. I've never felt so disrespected. And like I understand if it's on the table, like no, but it was, yada, but it was in like a specific bowl, like you could tell it was like it a, was in a between home his bowl, and my laptop and on the table. It was stuff. it belonged to someone else. And he, he asked me, not, I was sitting down when they first came in. He's like, hey, do you mind if we sit over here? I was like, no, no, I moved all, I moved my moved everything, yeah. including my muffins, to the side. And I was like, no, y'all can all sit here. It's You're not good like to a go. bread basket on the middle of the table. It yeah, was it was like like obvious secluded baking away, dish. and they got that it. is ridiculous. I, uh, it was terrible. I would be infuriated. I would ruin my day. It ruined my day. I would ruined my day. It would have ruined mine. You worked really hard to make those. Yeah, I was so excited bringing for the team. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna eat 15 muffins. I would have. Right. I'd have been like, hey, you owe me. No, because the thing is, I didn't even notice if they were still in the vicinity when I noticed, things would have went down. But they had already left. (laughs) Dang, bro. They took off. They knew what they were doing. 
They did. They did. Courtney, what did we uh, what did we eat during? Okay, the so we actually started doing. Um, we did this probably like six months ago. We stopped for a little bit, um, but we were ordering meals from Home Chef. Oh. And so we started getting I'm meals. I'm not as good of a cook as these two, so we have to do Home Chef. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, they're just very convenient, and they just ship all the ingredients to your house, and you just make it, and it's like 15, 20 minutes, and bada bing, bada boom. I work eat. like 80 hours a week, and Courtney works like 60 hours a week, so. No, If you have really. free time on Thursday afternoon, we're starting a cooking class at Maple Street. Yes, we are. With Ben. Even just like base, so we're gonna start with basics. Are gonna be there. And we're gonna start with basics, like a grilled cheese, but like a fancy grilled. We cheese. might. I mean, are y'all actually? Do, is it part of Maple Street or no? No. Okay. Well, if it's not we're part of Maple Street, then if it's not part of Maple Street, then maybe me and Court. Actually, yeah, I think it would be fun. Well, we like were thinking about bucks. doing our house, but our yeah, house yeah, we'll is so small. Free ingredients. Yeah, I love it. Hey, listen. Also, sorry. Should have got on the. I should have burped in the mic. No, seriously, we all doing a cooking class. Recording, I'll come as long as it's on Maple Street. It depends on what so. time. I like my Thursday after work nap. Well, no, no, no. It's we okay. put, like, we don't have to go every Thursday. We can just go like one of them and just mm-hmm. check it out. Um, true. Okay, but anyway, we got these Hawaiian sloppy joes. Yeah, they were good. Ooh, from Home Ooh. Chef. Ooh. And they had like pineapples in them and pulled they were pork. pulled pork. Wow. Sweet and smoky barbecue sauce. The real deal. Very good. Crunchy onions, like the very, fried very crunchy good. onions. Oh, I love. Good. Pineapple co- was in it too, right? Yeah. Some coleslaw. I didn't have any coleslaw I had in mine. Coleslaw but in mine. It, was, it was lime cilantro coleslaw. Oh, cilantro you know, was also in the pork. You can actually put pineapple in more dishes than So many. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Like, it's great. actually good across the it's board. It's a good I mean, like sweet. There's a whole controversial thing about Pineapple and people saying like you know yeah. I don't want Luna's to have no pineapple on pizza and stuff. But aside from pizza, like it does go good with a lot of different dishes. It has a great flavor and a great acidity from the pineapple. It does. It's, well, it, it's kind of it's, 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 it's like orange in a way. Orange goes on everything. Oh yeah, lemon too. Lemons, limes. limes. Yeah, you just gotta all cut it with stuff. something. Sweeter. Like what? One of my favorite. Like one of my. Yes. It's kind of a. I mean, I hate to use this term now, especially because we're in 2022, but like, you know, pineapple drinks, like alcoholic drinks have like a girly connotation, but some of my favorite drinks are like tiki pineapple drinks. Great. Fantastic. Pineapple's great. It's so good. So healthy for you. It it really is too. Like some pineapple with some like rum and then some lime juice and like a shot of grenadine and you shake it all up, put a little bit of coconut in there. I could just drink grenadine. Uh, Grenadine, yeah. I I could just chug it. We have some in there. You want to chug it right now? Yes. <laughs> chug what? <laughs> chug what? Let's do a shotgun. <laughs> oh, before they leave, I should make them the white drink I'm going to do the night. The gray drink I'm going to do the night. Gray drink. Okay. TJ tried to make me this drink, and he tried to make it, like, colorful, but then it ended up, like, this weird gray color. The colors all neutralized each other, and it was, and it was kind of cool. like, Star Wars Like, he drink. put, like, grenadine and then, like, blue stuff in there, but also, like... Cream of coconut, and then I put... White my, stuff in there, yeah, and, and then it was just, juice. like... Gray. It was straight, like, like purple, orangey gray. and like, like more red. It's a couple of different shades of gray. Many oh. shades, several shades. Fifty. Maybe, maybe, 50 maybe forty-eight. Maybe forty-eight <laughs> shades of gray. Forty-eight um, and a half. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's what we had during the. Uh, what did y'all drink during? Did y'all have anything fun to drink? When I think he had like a bourbon. I think he had like a nice oh, little drinking on the side. And then I, yeah, we have, I have on a kick. I have on a kick of anything cranberry. <gasps> cranberry, cran, cran cherry, cran grape, cran raspberry. Are you putting it's anything in it? Or you just have you ever food? had high noons? A diet one, no sugar in it. Phenomenal. High noons. She's like, I just drink diet cranberry okay. juice. <laughs> I do. That's exactly what I drink. I drink it every night. Ask Colin if I like it. It's a vodka in it, girl. First off, I don't drink. I don't really drink like that. I'm just kidding. First off, she's not lying. Second off, 
when I was growing up, I'd always worried about getting a girlfriend or a wife or whatever <laughs> and having to stop drinking out of the bottle, right? Well, Come this one on. over here, she's <laughs> chugging cranberry juice straight out of the bottle. Just chugging it. I'm here for it. You can still drink out of the bottle. The key That's is fine. 1 a.m. when you wake up, really thirsty. Bring her some too. No, just oh. go to the kitchen and drink out of the jug. They don't know. But I do I anyways. I go drink everything out of the jug in the middle of the night. She's the one like, that's, she's carrying the jug around. I do. I will not get glass. Colin gets kind of irritated because I'll leave jugs out. Like that's how I get that's goes. All thing. of our stuff goes bad because I will get a glass. I'll just take the full jug of like my lemonade or cranberry juice out of the fridge. I'll just drink it and like leave it places. I'll come so home funny. from work and it's just like sitting on the back porch. I'm like, how long has this been out here? That's from yesterday. <laughs> it's very on brand for both of you. Yeah, um, very bad at it. While we're talking about like what we ate or drink during the movie, what are we all drinking right now? So, um, C- oh, Courtney, no. you go first. What are you? I, what are you and Misty okay. drinking? Drink so, me and Misty kind of like swip swapped. So, at first, I was drinking a Truly. So, we have Truly margaritas, and the first one I was drinking was mango chili. Um, and now I'm drinking a classic lime. They're both margarita. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think Missy's Missy had beach too. both, but like I opposite. think the lime is better. I agree. The lime is better. Colin, what did you bring for me and you? Bullet bourbon. Bullet bourbon. It's fantastic. We're you guys. Tra- yeah, I've actually, I've had bullet once or twice before, but I've never bought a bottle myself. So tonight I was like, let's do a bottle of uh, I love bullet. It. That's great. We're definitely making a dent in it. It'll be hard. The bottle's almost oh, gone. Me and Courtney were both eyeing it, looking at our boy. We've literally oh. drank a whole bottle together, almost, and uh, yeah, we're still it's very, fine. very coherent. This yeah, might I'm be good. a thing. So here's what's funny about me and Colin is um, I figured this out. So there's a. I'm just gonna tell the story really quick. Um, it's my podcast. I'll do what I want. Um, <laughs> okay. at, at the Maple Street that um, Colin still works at, and I used to work at. Um, there's a really, really thanks, Courtney. You're welcome. There's a really. There's a Luna. Shut up. There's a really. Uh, there's a really Really cool. There's, there's a really uh, there's a really cool bar next door uh, called Grape and Grange. I'm gonna shop them out because they're one of one of my favorite bars ever. And so great place, great place. Great place. So they're uh, they're like a speakeasy bar, and um, we found out going over there that what all the bartenders and people in the restaurant industry drink is they'll drink a like a half a half glass or a full glass of beer and a shot of some kind of liquor, whatever their favorite liquor it's is. It's a go to. They get off a of work, a shot in a beer, a shot boiler in a beer, maker, and they go home. Yeah. But a boiler maker is typically a shot of whiskey and a beer, but a lot of them mix it up. They'll do like tequila, they'll do vodka. So what Colin and I kind of adopted is we kind of made it ourselves we go over there and talk to jackson who's a fantastic bartender um we do like a half pour of whatever beer you like and then a shot or who sometimes put it on in a rocks glass with some ice for us of uh bourbon or rye or tequila whatever you want and so what we've been drinking tonight is we did a uh, sam adams boston lager and we split it between the two of us so we have a half pour beer and we've been drinking bullet bourbon and uh it's fantastic and it'll get you through Get you through a uh, oh, Colin's empty. I'm empty. I gotta fill last him up. Oh gosh, finishing oh, last the night, bottle. Last night, yeah, I didn't talk about it, but yeah, last night I had a pumpkin jack o' lantern um, ale. We're gonna finish oh, this. No. This is kind of fun. We did do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we're finishing a whole bottle together. This is this is this is fantastic. But yeah, uh, if you ever uh, go out with a bunch of people that work for restaurants, be expected to drink a lot. Yes. <laughs> They so we'll definitely be getting a shot and a follow-up beer. And follow-up beer. And probably another shot. Let's be real. Uh, yeah. 
and a follow-up shot. The second round is usually more dangerous than the first. Oh, yeah, because then they start doing straight shots. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then you're just going hard. Yeah, we uh, we definitely learned to drink with people in the restaurant industry. And uh, it's funny. I told you we went to Cantina. I went to a Cantina Laredo when I took my phone to get the screen thing, and I ordered it at the bartender, and I was talking to him, and I got a uh, shot of tequila, and I got a beer. And he said, uh, you must be restaurant industry. And I like kind of smiled. I was like, how'd you know? He's like, nobody orders this but people in restaurant industry. And I was like, dang, uh, pretty funny. But, Which uh, is wild because at the time we hadn't realized we had adopted it. We didn't Until really know. We just, pointed it out. Well, we like, started doing it because we go over there in Faith and Jackson and Miles and all yeah. of them. Like, we, I'd be like, what are you drinking? And they'd be like, we're doing a shot of beer. And so we would just do it, drink with them. And then, so we just started, that was our go to. It's a great, like, before you go home, you know, you just take a shot and drink a shot beer. Shot of beer. Go home and relax. Woosaw. Never drink and drive, ever. Peace no, I, I finished it before I drove. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, of course. <laughs> oh, man. Don't drive drunk. I think the only one of us that has any concern of doing that. I don't drive drunk. No one can hear you. You're not even close to your microphone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm comforting Luna. I just our, said do- don't our dogs drive our dogs, drunk. Our dogs don't be an out. idiot. Don't drive drunk. I don't drive drunk. That's what I'm saying. Most of the time. I'm just kidding. I don't drive drunk. I'm just drunk. You'll kill kidding. people. I'm just kidding. Listen, we should probably put a bow on this puppy. Probably. We've been talking for like two That's hours. Like two hours. <laughs> um, so real quick, anybody have any closing thoughts about this movie? I know we talked about a lot of things, but oh. are there any things that we like? I forgot we were talking about a movie. We're talking about a movie. <laughs> is, there any, is there anything that we've like haven't covered that you really want to talk about, Colin? I know you have a whole book of notes. Missy, I know you love this movie. Is there anything that we've talked about that you guys like didn't get a chance to like say what you wanted to say? Now's the time. Oh, you really have like. A he whole did. Lot yeah, he, he took this. I told you he was taking it seriously. I'm proud of you. You're gonna get invited back, by the way. She was concerned that you weren't even gonna watch the movie. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, Earlier honestly, today. So was I. Like until yesterday afternoon, I also thought I wasn't gonna watch the movie, and I was like, we're gonna watch. It. You gotta watch the movie, Colin. No, it was like 30 minutes. Either, stay awake. I was like, I'm, I'm either gonna pirate it somehow, some way, or I'm gonna like keep calling people until I find somebody. And we found somebody that had Disney Plus. We got it. Heck you could have yeah. used ours. Yeah, I told you we could use. Jar's last resort. I thought we'd given out uh, all the passwords. Though. No, just us and Chloe. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe it's Hulu we've given all the passwords on. So yes, yeah. people are not allowed to use our Hulu anymore. Yeah, no one can use our Hulu. Like, I literally can't give our Hulu out. <laughs> Whoever gave it to me, I don't even know who it was, gave it to us. Oh, no, I got, I got it. it. My brother forever, gave it so. to me. Okay. Sucks for them. Any, any closing thoughts, though? Honestly, no. I think I've kind of like covered everything for me because I was just like, I I just love this movie. I, love I can all tell. aspects Same. to it. And I'm just, I'm such a big. I'm such a big, like, fan of this, like, style of, like, not only... I'm a big writer. I don't know if you know about that, me, but I am a huge writer. I That's how I got my full-ride college, like, full-ride scholarship to college. I love writing, and I think, like, even, like, the original poem that he wrote for Diamond for Christmas, I think it was just such, like, a beautiful way of writing. And I think as he, like, transformed that into, like, an actual, like, screen, like, like play screen and stuff, I think it was, like, a very, like, unique yeah. and, like, playful way. But, like, also hints in a very dark time as well. Yeah. Like, even for him, he said he's growing up. Like, it was, it's it's dark for a reason. Yeah. And so I, I think... I just think there's such, like, a, there's so many beautiful aspects to the film. And then, like, the how it was written itself and, like, the original poem, I think is probably one thing that's always overmissed is how how it came to be. Yeah. Which is writing. And writing is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful yeah. thing. I did not know that about you. That's really cool. I actually have a, cool. a chapbook published. Yeah, I don't tell anybody about Misty. it. Misty, I published when I was seventeen. I just haven't. I just what? don't tell anybody about it. Yeah. Do you get so, money from it? No, I ha- well, I did get some money from it from when I first published it, but I published it through. So Kentucky has this uh, uh, program for the. It's called the Governor's School for the Arts, 
and you get selected. There's only a few people out of the Kentucky, entire Kentucky you get selected for it. So for me, I apply for the creative writing section, and I had to write a 10-page short story or a poem, whatever I wanted. I wrote a short story, and I got selected. It was a very long. It was like a, it was like an eight-month interview process. Wow. And so, but if you got the thing is the reason why I'm so selective, you get into you get a, you get a full ride to any any Kentucky college. No matter what, private super or public. Cool. That's really so cool. yeah, so it's a very like very selective program, and so like what I, I I loved it. So when you get into it for creative writing, you you're there for five weeks at a summer program, and a bunch of like authors around like the world that like, come and like they teach you and you like write a bunch of stuff and like your works at the end of the week, your last week, you're writing a book, your chat book, you're putting all of your works that mm-hmm. you worked for the past five weeks, and then you had to read it to everybody that went to the School of Arts. So there was about three hundred of us. And it's been published. Yes. What's it called? I will not say con. We have. I have copies. Misty. I have like. I have like bad. Co- I have like the original copies in my house. I have like fifty. Can of you them. find it online? You might be. Able- this is so small. I don't need to be able to find it online. So you then, what's it called? To. I'm just gonna look it up. It's called. Uh, it's sinful innocence. Say it again. Sinful innocence. Sinful innocence. Ooh, okay. I, may- I don't go. I, my, you go by I, your pen I, name. I go by what's my it? middle name. What is? Because I originally is? go by. My, I know. I never went by Misty until I moved down here. <gasps> what's your middle name? May. May. You have, you're just saying lots of fun facts yeah, about you yourself are. right now. It's like, yeah, so it's May Jordan's my right. May Jordan. Mm. Yeah. What was the name of the book again? Simple Innocence by May Jordan. Yes, I don't know if you'll be able to find it, but did it, you know this, Colin? We talked about it before. <laughs> I just don't like talking about it. I Why? Just, because I think I felt I, I just fell out of love writing for so long, and I'm, I'm still like I'm so scared of getting back into it because I was very harsh on myself when I wrote. Well, so after that, I just kind of like fell out of love for it. I do. You're not gonna be able to find it online. I guarantee. I it. listen. It so I'm tiny. just gonna say this. This is uh, while they're they're doing their thing over there. Uh, Misty May Jordan, <laughs> you should write again. Writing is I beautiful. Um, I'm, as a musician, um, writing is something that I often get scared to do as well in a different kind of way. And I would just say that it's something that I wish I did more. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Yeah. Journal, write, I just, I put your it. thoughts down. That's what I love. I, I had a lot of memoirs. A lot of my love writing that. is nonfiction. And so I love it. A lot of it like was just like stories of like that I grew I up love with. That. And so, and then I wrote a lot. I was a big poetry person. Um, huge poetry. Actually, like one that's one thing for like, you know, uh, How to Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Huge, huge fan of that book. I actually wrote a poem about Boo Radley. It's called Boo Radley's Poem. And that was like when it, I actually got it in Kentucky. It was like, it was published. It's at the Kentucky um, Art Museum in Louisville. That's so cool. Like the original poem is. That's so cool. I love it. I love the Boo Radley's poem. It's that's one of my favorite so cool. poems I wrote. It's in, the, it's in his, it's in the, it's in the uh, point of view of Boo Radley. So, that's so cool. Yeah. You should write more. Writing, I would like to. Writing is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, all writing is is putting your thoughts, whether they be fiction or nonfiction, on paper. Mm-hmm. And so many people are scared to do it. And I feel like people that actually are brave enough to do it and let alone let it be published are incredibly just inspiring and amazing. So mm-hmm. Thanks, you CJ. should definitely do more of that. I would like yeah, to. I do, it, do, it, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I hope so I can. I just feel like I, I, I think like a lot of people should write though, but I feel like a lot of people are scared because you learn a lot about yourself they that do. you weren't expecting. Yeah. And it's a very scary thing. When you start putting words on paper, you start saying things that you never thought that you believed were true. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing it you just know. Makes it, it makes your thoughts more real it, it really do, does do. and it kind of organizes your thought a lot more and like if you like ever going through like you just like feel like a million things going on at once you just write it down 
Well, well, thoughts are chaos, but organized mm-hmm. chaos can be so dangerous and so no, powerful. And so when you organize your thoughts on paper, it's like organized mm-hmm. chaos and it's so powerful. No, I agree. Um, we could talk about this all night, but yeah, that's know, amazing. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody that's going to listen to this episode, um, what was it called again? Sinful Innocence. Sinful Innocence. May Jordan, look it up. <laughs> Colin, any closing thoughts about this movie that we have not actually talked that much about? <laughs> um haven't seen it and you're listening to this watch it please yes um, it'll give you some perspective on some different things I just thought it was really special how like I talked about burnout and like real life things how I kind of separated the Disney part of it to like real life and how we react yeah. with real real deal stuff that we deal with day to day but I also liked it as a kids movie and how it touched like the hearts of like the kids and the excitement of Halloween <laughs> And, um, yeah, yeah, little pieces of that. Yeah, it's great. I love it, Colin. Great take. Agreed. Courtney, any closing thoughts? Um, go watch this movie. Go Team Please. Go. It's a great movie. That'd be it. That'd be it. Just yeah. go Team Go. I'm just going to reiterate it's a, uh, it's a great movie. It's a fun watch. It's beautiful. It's well done. Um, go watch it. If you haven't, it's fantastic. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Misty, Colin, thank you guys for being on today. Thank you so much for having us. This has been a lot lot of fun. You guys are welcome back anytime. Anytime you come back here, it's great. We will be back. As soon as we close this episode out, we'll talk to you guys about other movies that you guys like and get you guys on the schedule. Is Monsters, Inc., Disney, (gasps) or Pixar? That, that's both. It's the same thing, right? It's the same thing now. I didn't want to say Do you like Monsters, Inc.? Dude. We did Monsters Inc. Y'all better be ready. It's coming down for real. Okay. All right. You think you just got yourself on this on the docket? I'll do um, anything Tangled. <gasps> That's my favorite movie. My favorite Tangled, movie. Tangled is also great. I it's will a great say. Movie. There's not a whole lot of singing in Tangled, so I love that one. Oh, there's a lot. What of do you mean? It's tangled. the best. But song. no, but like the singing is good though. It is good. Yeah, like, it is good singing. It I is good it was singing. funny. It is great singing. I've got That's a whole other story, though. I've, I've got, got a dream. dream. That's the uh, best one in the bar. It is oh, great. yeah. Quality every time. The, the bar song is fantastic. Uh, so, we're really glad you guys came on today. Um, you guys were a joy and a pleasure to have on. You guys had great perspective and insight. Um, where can they find you guys on Instagram if anybody just wants to follow you and just follow your life? Missy has to look it up on her phone. I okay, listen. It's because my Instagram I've had since I was in middle school got hacked into and deleted. So I just now had a great new Instagram. That's really sad. So everything of like eight years. Yeah. Oh no, that's just really gone, sad. Man. So my Instagram is Misty. So it's M I S T I and then it's dot May M A E and then it's a letter J. So Misty dot May J. I love it. Yeah. Colin. Colin Bailey. 27. The dude with the fish. That's me. Yeah. He's got <laughs> nothing but, nothing a good time. Poison. but a good time. I keep telling poison. him I'm going to help him reinvent you know his Instagram. Yeah, it's a great song. Because he does have song, like right? the cringeworthy that everyone says, a man holding a fish. Yeah, he does. I know a man I do, holding a fish. I, like, I, like fishing, I, I so promised so to help you and I never just, have. I need to help you. I'm not just a guy with a fish. I'm a guy that's begging you. I'm going to try to help this man. Yeah. Make him not wear a hat. I'm going to try to get him to wear skinny jeans and get a haircut. We'll see what happens. Thank you. Make him schedule a haircut. I posted on my Instagram weeks. in like a year. You haven't. So. Oh my hey. gosh, you follow me? I'm going to follow you back. <laughs> well, rude. Well, you follow him back. All right, listen, we got we got to put a bow on this. Oh, yeah, Courtney, why don't, you tell the, why don't you tell our listeners about the next thing coming up, um, the next episode coming down the pipeline, and then uh, where they can contact us, and we're going to put a bow on this puppy. Okay, you can 
find us. <laughs> it took me a second to process what you said. Um, I'm, it's been a long day. Um, I didn't get a nap today, so I feel a little off. Yeah, fun uh, fact about all of us, we all work full-time jobs. And uh, <laughs> If I don't take a nap, my day is ruined. It's 11 o'clock at night right now, so. But I'm since five, you yeah, know, casual. You know. TJ made me go get my oil change at like 7 a.m. this morning. So. TJ made her <laughs> on my day off own oil change. What on her day off? How rude! What a husband! Some of us got a what a husband! I know. I work. Okay, let's, would you rather do it tomorrow? No, because right, I want to go get my nails done. So. Right, that's what I thought. Priority. <laughs> Literally. Okay, but you can find us on Instagram at Wish Upon a Sparks. You can email us if you want to talk to us at Wish Upon a Sparks at gmail.com. You can listen to us wherever you're listening to us now. Spotify, Apple, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Anchor, Live Your Life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) thanks for listening to us. Uh, All of you that do, uh, I always say this and I'll always say it. Thank you. We're always in awe of the amount of people that listen to us. Thank you so much for joining us on this magical Monday or magical whatever day of the week it happens to be. Uh, Colin and Misty, thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much. Of oh, yeah. course. We, we, we can't wait to have you guys back. Uh, friends, happy magical Monday. Happy magical whatever the day of the week it is that you're listening to this on and we will see you next week for... <gasps> Hocus Pocus! Hocus Pocus. I'm so <laughs> excited. I know. TJ's never seen it. I'm, I'm so never excited. Seen it. And the second one just came out. <gasps> I'm you. so excited for TJ to watch it. I've already seen it, but I, I watched the it second with, one yet. So I watched it without TJ. <gasps> Traitor. It's fine. Bye, friends. Okay, bye. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>